Well, by the way, Doctor, is mystery your sole pleasure? Young man, what could be more pleasant than mystery? Well, music, for instance. Music, why, of course. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of Orion Radio. I'm your host, Kia Orion. Thank you for tuning in. As always, it means a lot. It means the world. It's uh, Saturday afternoon, and how are you doing? You holding up? You good? You surviving? You making your way? You finding? You figuring shit out? I hope so, because when you do, uh, tell me tell me the secrets of life, because your boy's, your boy's struggling. Your boy's been having a hard time just trying to make sense of all this shit, going broke at the same time, so you know how it is. But before I get into, uh, you know, my woes, running through the six, my shit, I want to put this at the top of the episode so that you don't miss this. What is, yes, guest, that's what that is. My guest this week is Coach Lewis, otherwise known as Ian Lewis, a.k.a. Um, Young Night Shift, a.k.a. Manager Supreme, um, and he's... He's a dude who's who's got his hands in a bunch of different things in the Philly scene. He just got back uh, from overseas a few a few months uh, a few months ago. So um, he's promoting a show. He manages a group called Ill Fated Natives, which my big bro did a video for them. So check that out because it's dope. Called Little Strike, and both of them, both the group and Little Strike, their music's tight. You should check it out. Uh, but they're also throwing a show with Kingsley um, this. Tuesday. So this is coming out Monday. Uh, so that's tomorrow, November 14th at 8 p.m. at PubWeb Live, 1527 Cecil B. Moore Ave. Advanced tickets are 10 bucks. It's 21 plus. Um, but Google Ill-Fated Natives. You'll be able to find it. That's at Ticketfly. Um, again, awesome lineup. I've seen, you know, Ill-Fated Natives. Obviously, Kingsley's, he's crushing it. Talk about a true creative artist. He's playing music. He's dancing. Little Strike. I was checking out her music before too, and um, I was just listening to it all day yesterday. Just had like these four songs on repeat because it, it's like this. It's a cool fusion. I can't really explain it or put it into words, but you should just check it out um, on that alone, just because it's it's dope. So they've got a show. Ian is you know he's again he's on his manager joint. So uh, we talk a little bit about the show and and get into get into that. So I'm going to talk about what me and Ian get into here in a second, but also just want to talk about um, you know myself real quick. Uh, but my music's coming along. I should have some stuff ready to roll for you. Uh, hopefully in the near future. I've been just trying to make ends meet so i haven't been able to put the money towards the music i've been recording i have the songs pretty much written and recorded but i gotta buy the beats still and i gotta get them mixed um but it's um it's some cool experimental shit and i hope you dig it it's very i've decided i was inspired by my one of my other guests randall to uh manipulate and modulate voice effects a little bit more so that it's not just my dry vocals. I was like, man, there's so much out there right now that you can experiment with. Why not, you know, why not just get creative? So I'm not saying that I'm it's 808s and heartbreak, but 
it's uh it's it might throw you a little bit for a loop because it doesn't sometimes it doesn't necessarily sound like me or it might be super warped up or down um just because i'm trying to i'm trying to you know fi- figure figure out a new sound i want to i don't just want all my stuff to kind of sound the same so um you know i'm just trying trying some new stuff um then as far as music that i've been bumping uh recently there's this young dude called young boy never broke again who a uh, young guy out of, I want to say, he's from the South. I'm not exactly sure where, but um, he's got a couple songs that I've just kind of caught my ear. And it's so far removed from my reality, but I think that's what makes good music is that, you know, it can inspire you or make you feel something. And it's not, you know, I, I, don't, I listen to Jay-Z and it's not like I am Jay, you know, I could, I'm the farthest thing from Hove, but... When I listen to Jay, I feel like I'm running New York. I feel like I'm on top of the world, you know? So um, this young, this dude, Young Boy Never Broke Again, you can just tell he's hungry. He has a couple songs that have really um, been resonated with me, and I've just kind of been in that that angsty kind of zone just because I haven't – I've been looking for work. Things haven't been quite working out. Um, just putting up with, you know, regular life bullshit type of stuff. So – you know, I, I I haven't necessarily been in like super you know sexy positive mental space. So I'm he has kind of that like angry, uh, young hungry rapper vibe, and I'm, that's kind of been my shit this past week. So check that out if you haven't heard about him. Young boy never broke man. He's dope. Um, it's quite the name though, right? But anyways, so that's me. That's my music. I got stuff on the way. Also, shout out Jack Haston who just finished up. My music video project, which we worked on over the summer, amazing videographer, photographer uh, from Temple, and I have three. He worked on three videos. We worked together on three, but uh, you know it was really mostly him. I just kind of, you know, fucked around and rapped into the camera. But he made some really cool cinematic movies that we worked on together, and we just finished them up. So I have three of them. And I'm I'm figuring out the rollout for those and how to um, kind of they tell that's three different videos and they tell a story of one continuous night. But I'm trying to figure out how to release them and et cetera, et cetera. So I'm still you know brainstorming ideas for that, but should have some cool videos coming your way soon. So without further ado, I'm gonna get into this video. Uh, what the fuck am I talking about? Get into this interview. I'm telling you, man, I don't know where my, I don't know what can tell you where my head is. I'm holding on by a thread. It's like I'm high right now. The guy right now. No. So this week, Coach Ian Lewis, we get into what it's like to uh, spend a night in jail after you get beat up by a campus police officer, <laughs> which is quite the adventure. Um, what it's like to... Uh, you know, I, I don't want to get too personal because Ian shares the stories better than I do, but I appreciate this man because we it went deep and we took it there. And he opened up to me about a lot of stuff that I didn't know before. We'd spoken a little bit earlier, um, you know, in the past about what he was doing, how he kind of got into music. But I didn't realize how deep the rabbit hole went and how, you know, how much of a journey this man has been on to kind of find his place in music and in Philadelphia and still finding himself you you know he's a pretty spiritual guy too so we get a you know we get a little bit into that talk um if that's your thing if, you know kind of if you pull the curtain back like the meaning of shit and being connected as humans and so on and so forth but 
this man is a storyteller, got some incredible stuff, great insights too if you're looking, in, if you, maybe if you're creative, but you're also into the business side of music. He shares what it's like, um, tr- you know, figuring, navigating that um, because being a, you know, there's being a music manager, there's no like Bible for it or it's not like you go to school for it and it's like, this is what you do. You kind of got to figure it out and each artist is different. Anyways, this is me and Ian getting into it. Don't forget about the show, November 14th, 8 p.m. Let's fucking go. Blah, 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 blah. Check, check, check. Yes, yes, yes. That'll be good. Hello. Sweet. Um, wait, so what are you doing up uh, up and around? You said your girl lives around here? Yeah, my girl lives on 46th and Spruce. So. Oh, this, this is your spot. I'm like right over there. Like. <laughs> oh, damn. I didn't realize we were neighbors, man. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. How nice is it over here? It is. It's beautiful. <laughs> I don't know how I'm getting away with as much as I'm paying for rent. Right. I'm happy month. for you. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's not like I'm living in the Ritz, but it's it's... Um, for what I'd you'd pay in New York for this, I feel right. like I'm making out like a bandit. You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, you good, man. Yeah, I mean, and you got the the whole apartment building, so they're probably getting a lot. Absolutely, they keep it low, absolutely. Know? And the thing is, they, I mean, I don't have a landlord, unfortunately. It's just one of the renting companies. Oh, okay. And so you you know Randall, um, oh, uh, Randall same? Greenleaf. Yeah, no, no, from from Philly. Randall Greenleaf. The he sings. I'm not sure if you know. I think him. he's a singer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. I met him like twice. Dude, so he's dope. Um, and I was talking to him the other day about, uh, he actually is like a landlord that's like a real person, so we can actually like work out situations with him and stuff, which is nice. Right, right. Compared to here, it's like if I'm a day late on rent, it's like, boom. Right. And you're charged. You know what I'm saying? Exactly. I've got to be. And they don't give a fuck. They're like, if you want to move out, like you, we got people to fill this exactly, in a heartbeat. You know, right. so. I, I don't know. I guess that's the, the pros and cons. I'd be kind of cool to have someone that you could actually like work with or that like, res- you know, he was like, right. we worked out a deal because they're like, oh, you're a good tenant. So we'll redo your kitchen for you or to like, if we can keep you around as a right, tenant, right, you know right, what I'm saying? Right. Or I hear you just have no leverage with, with the companies, you know? It's, your refrigerator breaks. My stove my works. Sister. My refrigerator works. Yeah. It's, uh, oh, yeah. So, and so where are you at these days? Right now where I'm at uh, 18th and Wharton pretty much. Where's that? South Philly? Mm. I'm down down the south Okay, yeah, you're down in South Philly I was looking down there um, A minute ago Because Big Bro kicked my bum ass out A couple couple months ago He bought a house, you know, on his grown man shit Okay, So you got to go over there He's having a housewarming party soon, actually That you should should come through I would love to And so, um, you know, I was scouting Different places around Philly I was like, maybe this is time to move And and check out, you know, north or south But There's just something about the, the trees, trees and the green around here. The trees, man. Like South. South. I moved here from Brooklyn, right? I think we were talking about it. Okay. And South reminds me of Brooklyn. It's right. like everything, boom, it's tight. It's right there. It's house after house, block after block. Not a ton of trees. You know what I mean? The parking's a bitch. The whole. It's terrible. <laughs> <laughs> you get past like 1030, like it's, it's, it's so it's tough. It's a wrap for you. It's yeah. Tough. It's tough. Um. Word. So, for those that don't know, now you know. Um, tell the folks a little bit about, um, you know, about who you are and what you do. Okay. Um, my name is Ian Lewis. Twenty six. I'm born and raised in Philly, Germantown, which is like northwest. Um, you know, growing up, I um, pretty much was like a jock. Okay. Played baseball, basketball, football. Like, Damn. 
Yeah, that was, like that was pretty the much my life. Sports I, I was always like hooping or like whatever it was. Like I was just balling like nonstop. Damn. So that was pretty much like my identity for a very long time. And then as you know, I was always also like um outgoing, very friendly. What? I'm uh, I'm half black, half white. Oh, and that's cool. like huge to my identity as well. Yeah. Because I was just like good at fitting in. You know what I'm saying? I was like playing ball in like North Philly with hood niggas. <laughs> yeah. And then I was playing baseball in the suburbs with like white boys. With the white guys, exactly. yeah. So I've always like, you know, had a diverse palette of friends yeah. or whatever. So as high school started, um, another I guess big aspect of my life that brought me to where I am now is I started throwing parties at a very young age. It was like sixteen, seventeen. And me and my homies, Kenny and Kurt. Dude, this one party was for Kenny's 17th birthday. We made like 500 bucks as a, like a high school kid. And we're just like, what the Damn, fuck? Damn. You're, and, like, and, and, and you're like, balling like, out at 17. Like, exactly. Like, like, how many like, Jordans can I get with yo, this? You know what I'm saying? Bro, shit. So oh, it's pretty, like, pretty much like, yo, like, fuck, we could do this? Yeah. Like, we can do this? So, you know, I, I started throwing parties in high school. Like, we was a shit. Like, he, he, we all went to different schools. We all had a good network. Mm. So we just got motherfuckers in and we just like, we were like known, like, we like people more like fuck with us. Like, oh shit, Ian, I know you threw parties like da 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 da. Almost like a party promoter. I was. But for, like, but for say house parties. Yeah, exactly. It was all house parties. And then pretty much uh. brought that into college where I had one like house park ad shout out. It was like six of us. We all were like very like, um, what was the word? Social, social, but like also like creative people who knew like like we had one person um he had a studio doing music, one person was like trapping heavy, <laughs> like all like pounds from Cali oh and like Molly God. and shit. Had Damn. this one girl who was a lesbian who got more girls than all of us. <laughs> Yo, like she's probably the biggest social butterfly to all of us. Like, it was a squad, an eclectic squad. So man. we parties were crazy and like that kind of like. Through um, my friend Malcolm, he started met this dude Kenny. They started making beats together, did the studio thing. So it kind of evolved from like just straight up getting fucked up parties right. to like more musical events to like little shows that we just put on ourselves. Like we oh, found a damn. yeah found a, um, a venue through the booking agent. And we started putting on shows, and then like around that, pretty much that led like I went through some other bullshit. Yeah. But that pretty much led to this um the singer. Was from Chester, Westchester. She wasn't from Westchester. She went to Westchester University. Actually, she's uh, half Parisian. But um, so she asked me to be her manager, and I know what the fuck um, that means. Yeah. That meant. So I was like, I said yes. Like you know, I already had like a nice little connection with like DJs and other party people. Absolutely. And, like I knew if you're in that from being around. Too, yeah, yeah, you see the same people. That shit is cool. So she like she uh, helped him move to Philly. She saw that. Asked me to be her manager. I was like googling like what the hell a manager yeah. does. And then pretty much that's where I started being the manager. Um, her and the band I can now currently manage to, did a song together called Spanish Horses. Gotcha. My current guitarist and vocalist was like, yo, I wrote this song. It's not really for my vocal range. Yeah. Like, I think I knew it would kill it. So they did the song together. And then a few weeks, months later, I was managing them. Wow. And um, yeah, so right now what I do is I manage a band. That's like my main thing. Yeah. Uh, I'm like my... Like right now, we're not like world famous or anything, but right. we're definitely like we're killing it in the local scene. That's where it we got starts, people man. hitting us up. Like we got a lot of good shit going on. Absolutely, it's a lot. Of, like there's a lot. There's a lot of aspects of that. So that's like my main focus. 
Then I'm also like a school bus driver. That's like my paying the shit right now. Bro, you do what you gotta do, man. Yeah, exactly. I'm in that same boat. You hustle however you have to. to right, make that. right. You know what I mean? <laughs> Legally, of course. <laughs> exactly. But um, to just to make and it's like at some point it's like fuck everybody. No matter what the label is, if I can do this and do really what I love, right, right, you right. gotta really put put people's judgment out of your mind because it's hard to be like I'm a school bus driver and have, and but you gotta be like. You have the vision to know exactly. it's for the next step or maybe the step after next. That that's when you're like, oh, I'm managing so and so, or oh, our band is playing whatever. Exactly. But you gotta have everybody. You gotta have it's, the bus driver stage, bro. Right you gotta now, pay like, the dues, <laughs> you know and you're paying dues right now, bro. Exactly. Oh, dude. Okay, so that's cool to know. So let's take it back to that a little bit. Um, a lot in there I want to get into. So as far as in high school, let's start. You know, with young Ian. As far as when you start, right. shit starts popping off. You're doing the sports, you're partying, you know a lot of people. At what point do you say, do you go to college for sports? Or at what? Because right now I'm subbing in high school, speaking of being a right. bus driver. And so I encounter a lot of young men and women that want to play pro football, pro basketball. And that's the dream. That's, that was it. And as a young Philly guy who's playing sports year round, obviously you have some talent at it, yeah. you know? Um, how do you transition that into is there a, is there an event or something that you remember that you were like you know what i think i might try to do the promotion thing or were you like until until my acl tears i'm going to try to be a fucking ball player um i mean i don't think it was a specific moment it was kind of like over time but i did so baseball was my shit okay i went play baseball at Rutgers camden or whatever i was on like a collegiate baseball okay, team. okay so they you got yeah a, you got the got scholarship and everything it, well, no, i actually didn't get a scholarship oh so it was like i, I had paid but i was i got recruited but i didn't okay. get the scholarship what, but you still got to, there's like yeah, yeah it, was, it was cool it wasn't that cool pretty much like in high school that's all i thought about like i went to a college where i could play baseball yeah like i was not like thinking about my future <laughs> Bro, or, like investments like, you know what i'm saying like, that's in high school i'm starting to see now that's all that's all that's, that's, all, about. that's all you want yeah, yeah exactly exactly i'm gonna be odell beckham i'm gonna make the yeah, money mlb like, yeah of course MLB. yeah it. so uh i did that and that like it wasn't fucking that great to be honest like huh. my, i was right over the bridge my team was a bunch of like, not trying to be disrespectful, no, no. but like white balls from townships in New Jersey, <laughs> like not very cultured I know the type, or like bro. open, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, and it was yeah. just me, like, I don't even yeah. see me, like, I was the man, but <laughs> yeah. half black, half white. I didn't really get in. <laughs> yeah. The college was smaller than my high school, and like, wow. it was like, you just met everyone within like three weeks. That just wasn't my shit. Damn. So I was just always at Temple. Okay. I always go to Temple. That was kind of in the back of your mind. Um, like, yeah, like within like a month of me being there, I'm like, like, yeah, I can't this. spend four years here. This ain't it. So like, uh. like so pretty much a lot of people from Central, my yeah. high school, oh, okay, will so go to Temple. Central. Word, word. So I already know people, and I'm like, yo, I'm just going to do that. Like, yeah. I'll figure it out. Fuck it's it. It's better than this. Yeah, exactly. So I transferred over to Temple for sport and recreation management. Oh, okay. Another thing, like, I know what I want to do. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, oh, yeah. sports? All right, bet. <laughs> like, I'll figure that shit out. Yeah. So, um, I mean, the, the but the, the partying was always, like, ever since that first party, yeah. I was like, oh, shit, like, I can do this. Like, this is like, so even like, you know, like when I was in Rutgers, I was going to the Temple and like I was like hitting people up that night, like, yo, I got crash. Like, I was going, I was bawling. Okay, so it was on from the jump. As, yeah, as soon the as you yeah, tasted yeah. that kind of it was, first. It was from the, yes. And even like, um, like, I changed for the temple. My friend who was already there, he's a freshman there, he hit me up, was like, yo, like, I know you're talking about coming to temple. 
I was supposed to stay with this, uh, be a roommate with this one guy. Yeah. He dropped out. Like, you want to be my roommate? So I was like, bet. I'm like, and he was like, he, he was in a, a frat, and he was like becoming a frat star. So kind of, we kind of just merged. We had a few parties in that house. That was my sophomore year. And then within a few months then, I'm like, all right, next year, like, I'm going to find my own spot. Yeah. Like, I did some, like, searching. I found the perfect house. Six people. I'm like, oh, we're throwing the fuck down. <laughs> yeah. like, it's getting popping. Location's good. So I think, like... yeah, I feel like the beginning of sophomore year was, was like, all right, like, I, like you know, I, we know motherfucking yeah. people. Like, they need some real shit. Right, right. And we just did it. And it was crazy. That's crazy. So as far as some of those first parties, those high school parties, you you make five hundred bucks. How are you making money? Is that charging people at the door? Charging Charge, for yeah, drinks? Yeah. How do you both? That's it. You uh, so do you pick do you peep game from somebody? How do you just yes definitely peep because game. that that shit isn't easy. Like you, you got to know how you know. There's a science to it. You oh, know yeah, how, you know ratio to like cute girls, the guys. You know what I'm saying? How much whether you charge the door? Are we charge them for drinks. Where we throw who's how whose parents are dipping? You know what I mean? Right, like right, right, right. how do you who's putting you on? Okay, there's another story behind that. So I made uh, varsity baseball as a freshman. I was fast as, as shit. I was good. I could, Damn. I could, I could play. Yeah, you ain't even playing, man. <laughs> yeah, That's yeah, crazy. Like, that was my sport. That was my shit. I was fast as shit. And, like, I didn't play, but you could, uh, that, that didn't even matter. Meanwhile, so I was with, like, uh, in the locker room with, with all the, the seniors. Yeah, with the big guys. And they're talking. They're talking about fucking girls and all this crazy getting fucked up and my friend I'm just here I'm on the other side of the, of the locker room it's like oh shit whatever little Ian so like, well, yeah once I started like I guess I will tell I um, was a, a pinch runner so uh -huh. my, so I would run for my catcher and my catcher was like the best hitter on the team so every time he'd get on base okay. there was a rule that I could run for him so my freshman year, I had like 24 stolen bases oh, okay, or some wait, shit so as someone who's so outside the baseball thing myself right so he bats, you run? He bat, yeah, pretty much. <laughs> well, that's a sick Yo, I'll bet you in I'm just gonna run these fucking He didn't bases. run at all. Like he was he's just like hit, hit a double and be like and just <laughs> go put his catch equipment on too. I didn't realize that you was you could do that. Yeah, oh like, damn, so they're just hiring you to be like, yo, go run these fucking bases yeah, and real I was quick. Just out. Whoa! Oh shit! Okay, yeah, that's so. What's up. I made the squad, and then like you know, I, I became friends with the older kids, yeah. and like a lot of people would come to our games. Like the seniors, they brought the whatever. They would come to our games. We actually um, went to the semifinals of the states that year, which is unheard of for a public school team. Like, we were nice, and it was like amazing freshman year. But within that, like shout out to Joe Mag, shout out to uh, DeLeo, Nick DeLeo, all that, whatever. Talk to him. Um, pretty much is. They like embraced me, so Joe's like, "Oh yeah, I'm gonna bring him to the party." Also, his little brother also made freshman Zach Mag. Mm -hmm. So his little brother, who was the dude I ran for, right? So right. pretty much they invited us to these senior parties, and I got these like girls like, "Oh, he's so cute." As like, a freshman, as a freshman, that, and I was yeah. just like, like I opened my eyes to a lot. Like, yeah, they had keggers in the park, bluebells, and they had the whole thing, and I was just in there like. With a big ass boner trying to like <laughs> right, trying like, to keep it oh, shit in your pants. Shit, bro. Like, oh <laughs> shit, look at her. What is this? What is like Damn. Wildin, yo, I didn't know this went down like this. Yeah, as a freshman, that it's a whole other ball game. Because though at that stage they even in mentality they might still be a little mature. They right. they're like grown ass men. Yeah, you yeah. You know what I mean? And there's such a range and now, you know, looking at it from an adult perspective between your freshman and senior year. It's that, huge. Like, it's huge. And to be to have that in, I was fortunate. My big bro right. kind of took me under his wing. So that right. was always, but I know, I, I feel it's like real. I relate that where you like, you feel like you're in the club kind of like, not in the like actual club, but like in the cool kids club. Like in the because, VIP. Yeah, like. you're, in the, exactly, you're in the VIP shit where it's like, 
because they're putting you on and you see that. So cool that. Yeah, you probably were, but you I know mean, with I, these dudes. Yeah, you I was know, all right. Looking like, at you, you know? Yeah, I could hold I could hold my own. Like I yeah. wasn't like nervous or yeah, nothing, but yeah. I was like big high, like, oh yo, dog, like, I, I can drink, I can do this. Yeah, exactly. Like, I was getting in, I was trying to talk to girls <laughs> and girls like giggling and laughing <laughs> at me and shit. Like wasn't playing. It's so Okay, cool. So you kind of had that experience from restaurant. You're like, okay, so this is you see kind of what's going down. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You say this is possible. So after that year, your boys leave, and then is that when you kind of tried to do it yourself? Well, um, no, no, no. It wasn't that. It was the, throughout the whole process. Like mm. that, that baseball team was real, but like that also helped me to just hang out with older kids. Yeah. Like when the seniors left, then like all right. So my junior year of high school, I spent so much more time with the seniors than my grade. I had like um, one, two people, like friends. You yeah. know, like I'm hanging out with out of school, like seeing all the time. Yeah. In my grade, everyone else they're older Your than homies, me. Bro. Exactly. Like and like there was like a huge hangout between classes. It was all seniors and me, and like we'd like exchange textbooks. Like there'd be like a locker full of textbooks. You just like put one in and take the one you need. Like <laughs> shit was nuts. Yo, that's cool. I love that shit. But um, yeah. So I was just like, I made it freshman year, and I was at all the parties. Plus. I had friends at different schools. Oh. So, you know what I'm saying? I was going to the dances and Masterman and the oh, Penn Charter. Like, I was like, I, that's what I was doing. Like, every weekend, I was trying to find what was up. <laughs> right. And like I'm, like I said, I was half and half. So, I'm chilling with the black girls and kids. Okay. And I'm with the white girls yeah. and kids, whatever. Yeah. So, I was just you maneuvering. Just, I was friends with everybody. That, and because that's interesting. You can navigate. The, because you learn a lot, especially in that age when it's so and seeing it now I, you can tell it's so hard to find places to fit in right that mm. you know as someone who you know is mixed that must have been interesting feeling like a part of everything never but, a problem but did you then ever feel like you're like man since i'm not 100 whatever i i i never quite fit totally in like you were never this enough or never that enough you know Cause definitely that's the balance too. definitely to an extent but also i got lucky Cause I had like a little mixed squad. Like my man Malcolm was also black and white. Uh, my homie Sydney, oh, Sherry yeah. Winston. So y'all, y'all together. Like, y'all band yeah, like together. Had, like we don't like, fit. Exactly. <laughs> like I had other people doing that. But um, yeah. That's like for job. a while, I'd tell people like most of the time, like if I was in the room, I was either the darkest person in the room yes. or the lightest person in the room every time. Uh, and I just noticed that, like, oh, I'm in the room, it's all white people and me. Yeah. I'm the different ball. Oh, I'm all, all black people and me. I'm the different ball. Right. And so I was always different, but I got used to that. So I, like, kind of, like, learned the benefit of, like, being with other cultures yes. and other people and seeing what y'all got to say, what y'all got to say, taken from it all, and, and now, I'm, you know, and I'm here. that's a huge skill, man. I got lucky. To be able to... to I don't want to say chameleon because that's a bad. Like that, <laughs> no, that, you're right. Because you know, it's not like you're changing for people, <laughs> right. but you just wear in different parts of yourself. You yeah, just exactly. say, okay, you come into these situations. It can be, you know, you're you're you know kicking. You know, it's it. very yeah, real. yeah, you know like, what I'm saying. You know what very saying? very real, <laughs> and you're like, okay, I know, I know how, what how I got to kind of put onto this, or you know, your other your other friends in those circles where it's like, okay, this is just it's say me, just a different part of myself. I definitely had different tones of speech, <laughs> yeah. you know, for different yeah, different crowds. Yeah, exactly. And different different shit. So, okay, so then to fast forward, we're seventeen. You throw you throw the party, um, and. How and I'm still interested in the money side of things. How did you end up bankrolling 500 from that first part? All right, so it was the first part was at church at Summit. Hold up, and it was for Kenny Green. It was at a Summit for Kenny Green, and Kenny Green was like that bull. Okay, cool. Like you know what I'm saying? Like yeah. it's not. He was like like I was cool. He was the bull. <laughs> he was that. He was, he was that, that bull, right? So yeah. he had all these friends. 
I invited all my friends. My homie Curtis invited all his friends. So we just got a shitload of people in this fucking gymnasium, this church gymnasium, charged like five bucks or whatever. And I guess I don't even think we had donations. That's really it. Like I'm not. We, we didn't make five hundred. We like four hundred. Like hey, seventy yo, something. Yo, I'm, I'm around that you know shit. I mean, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> but we just got a shitload of people. Yeah. We pay, got a DJ. Uh, my homie Sean Negron's uh, older cousin. He was spinning on the, on oh. the stage in the gymnasium. Okay. And it, we had snacks. It was wild. Like, and the thing is, like, our, like our parents, like uh, Kenny's mom, my mom, my dad, my mom, my dad were there. And they were just like, oh, my God. Like, this is how people, like, we're grinding, getting yeah. lap dances. Like, it's still the funniest pictures. Like, we were wild. Like, it was just like freedom. And then, like, our parents in the corner were like, oh, my God, I can't it's, believe it. So, so it was like a legit event where, like, it your parents down. could come. Yeah. But, okay. And so how do you keep that from just being a huge sausage fest of just, like, your sport? Like, is, how is it not just, like, your baseball homies and it's, like, doing Right, right. I feel that. Um, might have been. No, it definitely wasn't. Um... At first, I guess we just kind of got lucky. Yeah. But as we, I progressed, we progressed, it was definitely invite all girls. Yeah. And just your friends are the guys. Because that, that's when it gets popping. Yeah, exactly. Like, literally, because, like, all right, girls usually bring other girls. Right. Right? Yeah, you got your girlfriends. and Exactly. Yeah. Girls bring other girls. Now, guys, that's when, you don't know, like, some... Most guys also bring other guys. Right. Some guys bring girls. Sometimes it's mixed. It, I don't know what it is. Yeah. But pretty much I learned that if you want to have a good ratio, you invite way more girls. <laughs> way more girls. Yeah. And it almost is even. And usually if you invite way more girls, it's still somehow more guys. <laughs> somehow still, there's always somehow. any. But that, that's cool that you learned that because then you're like, okay, I know what I, right. I, I how to I make this work. I told all the homies, like, if we're having an event, dog, invite more girls. Nothing will shut the party down faster than just a bunch of dudes. Yeah, exactly. Just hanging I mean, out. Most guys are idiots. <laughs> <like>. <laughs> Facts. <laughs> Facts. Yo, myself included. Okay, so that's, right. that's interesting. So doing the sports thing, you're figuring it out, you're doing parties. Um, and growing up was, because obviously music is a big part of your life now, growing up, was that even on your radar as a young as a young dude? Or was not that, really, was not really. I remember like my pop riding around listening to George Clinton. Oh, like, just okay. Out, yeah, I've got it. And then my mom would like, and her fan would play like a Frank Sinatra. And like, my mom's Italian. My dad's African American, oh, okay. so, like, so I got the two. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Nice. Yeah, yeah. He got a sound like so. It was like it was like you know, those were like what I remember hearing. But really, it wasn't until my junior year of high school, where I had a girlfriend. And at this point, like I was like maybe like two, a couple years into like hip hop, I only listened to like my first song was a hip hop song was Mystical Shake It Fast. Oh. Quick story, real quick. Yeah, I heard Shake It Fast, the edited version. For you know, seven, eight years of my life. Shake it fast. Watch yourself. Shake so, it fast. I came with my mic in my hand. <laughs> I hear the unedited version as like a like what like a like a twenty-two-year-old. I'm like, oh, he's like, I came with my dick in my hand. <laughs> yeah. like, da, da, da. I'm like, oh, life changing, like, bro. I'm like, damn, mystical, you wild. Yo, yeah. But yeah, so I went through the hip hop route, and then um, this girlfriend, Jewish girl, amazing person. She, I told her, I was like, I don't listen to hip-hop. Like, I was like, I was like nah. Da, da. She was like, what? She was like, appalled. She made me a mixed CD. It had, like, Bob Marley, Jimi Hendrix, The Beatles, oh, man. She The Rolling on. Stones. She put me on all the way. Like, whatever. Come more. And um, and then I was just like, oh, my God. And I just, like, became addicted. Like, yeah. part, like I was downloading The Beatles discography and just only listening to that. 
going through Bob and these like I was just going through all the old like legends yeah. just like, with her and we're Dude, just like getting high it. shit listening to his music and then I just got addicted all types so I was just I just fucking uh, downloading like my discography was like thousands Hell and thousands yeah. of songs and I just like started like I was just like I never had any musical talent at all but she put me on. Interesting. Like, Jimi Hendrix fucked me up. Yeah, you know, yeah. The Beatles fucked me up. Especially if you're in that sort of hip hop lane, and then you delve, exactly. and you kind of start to see your current artists, their influences. Exactly. But it's sort of like the you get into it in the right. reverse, and you're like, oh shit, so exactly. that's what that's from. And or, I was you know? still really strong with hip hop, and then like around that time was when like I discovered like the most deaths, the roots, yeah. the commons, and like so I was still deep into hip hop, but at the same time like I, like I had a Multi plethora, yeah. like experience. So I could, and I, just going on. you know, I'm chilling with white people. You know what I'm yeah, saying? You know, you, you, like, you I could go you... on like Wonderwall <laughs> and like Oasis, <laughs> oh, yeah. like and rock with that John. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? It's so or, like, funny. You know, I'm playing Black Star over yeah, here because it's so funny you mention that because as I'm not sure if Renz told you much about you know where we're from, but it was upstate New York and we're same age, and so it was kind of before this. Internet shit, right when LimeWire was popping right. off. But so it took a long time for hip hop to reach upstate because it, it's almost like feels kind of like the deep south. It's a lot of white people, right. country <laughs> folk. You know what I'm saying? Right. So um, it it wasn't like we were up on hip hop as it was popping around that time in Philly as a young man. What what sort of hip hop it? You know, because it's East Coast. Is that when G Unit's big? Is that when what time? Kanye's what time big? So you know, probably you know when you're first getting into that other stuff you're going to put on. You know, sophomore, junior, high school, those influential years. What's kind of oh the high school years? I remember on? like like Kid Cudi, yeah, blop, blasted off something major. Who else was I listening to on it? I mean, like the time frame. It started with like it started with like the Mysticals, the Ludacris, and the Nelly. Okay, that was the start. That was like it, middle school. Absolutely. Then it went dances, to like bro. then it went to like Jay Z, Nas, Eminem. Like, oh, these motherfuckers are popping off. Yeah. And then like, who the fuck else? I'm trying to think because at this time, like the high school, like I was just so interested in like finding new A shit. Bunch of I kind of forget what was popping. Well, but like I know, like. Well, what were you into then? I guess specifically less than what was pop. Okay, what was I into? Big. I yeah. mean, okay. So I remember I found Lauren Hill, oh. and she just like fucked it up for yeah. me. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, like the Fuji's. She's the she's the baddest one, dude. So yeah, she started that whole shit, yeah. man. Right. Exactly. Yeah. So I was like, you know, deep into Lauren Hill. Obviously, like I became a more intellectual person. Nas was like my favorite yeah. rapper. I was in the Common, Most Deaf, but then at the same time I was like. Playing Bob Marley heavy. Word. I'm saying I was finding like what I'm trying to figure out. I feel like that's like the main thing. I could like list for days. I remember yeah. Nas Barkley hit me hard. That yeah, because where that that it's interesting where things like Nas Jay a lot of that Big Bro had to put me on because right. it, it wasn't like it was super popping where it's not like my home movies were listening to it necessarily. But I, like things like that Nas Barkley. Somehow in my mind, I remember that, that song "Crazy" right. and that album um, "Staying Elsewhere." Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that was you, that was you, one too. It's crazy, it dog. Yeah, I couple. Of, <laughs> I was broccoli to this day. Made it up there, and yeah. so that's really interesting because I feel like we were on somewhat similar wavelengths. I wasn't right, right. a lot of those albums that you mentioned. I eventually found, but it was later in college. Right. It, it took. It was almost like I just had the delayed kind of. I feel you. you know put on stuff with the music because it just took a while. But 
those were a lot of I think my same you know similar influences yeah, kind of for me. I, I remember. Yeah. Like I, if I really like go back and really think about it, I know because I, like I remember I had crazy periods. Yeah. For, like I'll two weeks. Like, I remember like Nirvana, Nevermind. Yeah. Like for like two weeks straight, I just listen that shit crazy, and, and then like, I miss this exactly. And yeah. then you know what I'm saying, and then like I go on some other shit. That yo, that girlfriend. You, shout out whoever yo, whoever shout she. Out Hannah, <laughs> yo, shout out Hannah. Yo, <laughs> shout she. Out, put me on. Yo, she. You owe, you owe, you owe her one, man. She I, was, I surely she do. was putting you on. In a couple ways, man. Yeah. She was my tutor in math, too. Like, oh, my gosh. I was high school. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, that's dope. I, I'm jealous, man. Um, was that your first high school girlfriend? Uh, that was number two. Number two? That was okay. the second so you, one. Yeah, because you were at the freshman parties. You were killing it yeah, way before I was, <laughs> dog. Yeah, was you, you, got, you got years on me. I started early. Yeah. Like, where I'm at now, I'm kind of a grandpa now. Yeah. I feel like a lot of shit. I'm kind of like, right, Bro, that's cool. I feel you the same way. Mm. But I'm, I'm, I feel like I'm. I started late, but then no, you made no, up for it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, you feel yeah, me? But right. I'm still not in that kind of grandpa mode. But, um, but that's also interesting because sports and music, um, often go together. So, so as a sports dude, you know. So let's go a little bit forward. So then let's fast forward past Rutgers to Temple. Okay. So you're in Temple. Um, are you still playing sports? Um, no, not for a team. Uh, you no. just kind of on your own. I was, yeah, and no, I was just living. Just was, living. Yep, I'm trying to. I was doing school. I was doing. I was like, and I also had like just there was so much going on. Yeah. At this time, like there's all these cool people in my life. I was just going with the flow. Right. We we're partying, going on adventures. Yeah. Like we were just Big like I, saw I was really doing, doing my yeah, I was doing my doing school work and. Did you partying. did you with the parties? Is that hosting a lot of parties? At, what you're saying? At um Temple. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Are you making? Bessie are Junior you making year. money? Yeah, for sure. Okay. Hell yeah. So, so it's kind of, uh, you're having fun partying, but it's also kind of this business, you're seeing that there's this sort of business yep, for sure. aspect we, there to it. And we playing the shit out of it. Like, it was, but of course, like, especially with the park ad parties that get to a certain point where party was rocking, we're all fucked up, we forget about the door, forget about restocking <laughs> yeah. the juice, and you know what I'm saying, it would just get, it would it get just crazy. Lit, yeah. It crazy, but like, there's always like, you know, we tried. <laughs> yeah, we, we tried. <laughs> Like, There's a cap, and then you're like, "Fuck it, I'm yeah, too many times. I'm like, "Yo, no one's at the door. What the <laughs> fuck?" And like, I can't blame them. I'm like, nobody wants to work the doors. Yeah. All these oh, cool ass people, yeah, beautiful women. Yeah. Like, fuck out of here. Uh, are are your parents? Do they do business by any chance? Where are you picking um, up this, these business skills from? Chew. Okay, though? so my mom's a school psychologist for a long time. She actually just retired. Oh, she's like three months moms. retired. Shout out, mom. Then retired. Yeah, yeah, she's she's a school psychologist. Okay. So she was helping like children. With like certain like I don't know, like mental social yeah. issues throughout yeah. the school district, and uh, my father was just a hustler, man. I don't know what he did for uh, a like, he, 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 right? <laughs> <laughs> he did a little bit of everything. Like he, it's funny he actually uh, he had taxi driving, he was racing cars. He was just getting oh, it. Shit, so pops is just doing. He was, yeah, yeah, yeah. He was, he was out here. I don't, yeah, I don't know much to be honest. No, hey, dude, because I'm, I feel like you just got maybe it was that you you. Grew up or were put on, but you just got this sort of like this business swag to you that I was mm-hmm. like, I feel like it's in your blood, man. Like some people are kind of like someone's got maybe, hey, maybe it's practiced. Um, <laughs> and so with your friends and stuff at Temple, at what point do you say? So the inter- interesting with the recreation management is you're still it's still management. Yeah. You know, even though right now you aren't necessarily with like athletes, you're still probably are those classes are you learning sort of. Management? What? Uh, what do you kind of? Yo, to be honest, I'm gonna keep it all yo. honest. 
I saw I can be. I think most of my classes were just bullshit at Temple. Like it was just like you go out in the world and you meet the right person. <laughs> you have to network and try your hardest. And this is like Dude, it was just like why am I doing this bullshit? I can do all this shit to fuck myself. It was a waste a of my fucking time. A thousand percent. I had good like I had good experiences. I had a few good teachers and like just overall like. But like I learned way more when I just fucking decided I wanted to learn after college than fucking college. I I agree with you. A bajillion percent. That's the exact same. But there's still a foundation there, you know. There's a foundation, and I think about that a lot. I'm like, I feel like an ungrateful prick because I'm like, you go to a good school, yada yada. You have good, you have good experiences. But I think back, I'm like, how much of this was did I learn in school, and how much is it when you're just hungry and then outside of school and you just learn from just on your own. Figure it out. You figure it out, you know. And like, it's so it's interesting thing about how much you pay. Just to be part of this network, which in itself is, you know, it's, it's, I wouldn't trade that for a while. I made great friends, had great experiences, whatever. But I look back on those memories as like, um, incredible relationships exactly. with women or breakups that changed my perspective and, and you know what I mean? Like crazy depressions or these highs and these lows and like you're saying parties and, just you know, having these experiences yep. that have nothing to do with academics I whatsoever. Know. It's just they just happen to school just happen to put you there right, right, right. in that environment for it. But now when I talk to young kids, I'm like everything I feel like I learned that's helping me is just from Google. And right. just like watching YouTube shit, and just bro. and just experiencing life. I'm like, like eighty tabs up. <laughs> eighty tabs up, like figuring out all these technical skills where it's just strange how if say you want to be like a doctor or a lawyer. Yeah, you gotta do you, 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 you gotta do your school for that. Right. But for like music management or whatever it is, you know, now that you say that you're kind of doing now, this is just shit that you're just doing on your own. Yeah, it just you're, happened. You're just figuring it out. Yeah. And so senior year rolls around, and you're saying, "What are you saying? I'm gonna try to do some music management. How? Where are you kind of in that? Ooh. That's because it's a weird stage when real life is catching up to you." Right. So I had a whole different ball game. Like I was just on, like left field with that. I didn't do none of that. So I actually didn't graduate college. Really? My the last day of my I guess of my third year of college, my junior, junior. year, we were celebrating. Got a little tipsy on the way to the bar. Had an altercation with the police officer. Get the fuck yeah. out! Wait, can you elaborate on that? What that? Are I, you? I mean, oh uh, yeah, of course. Yeah. So yeah, pretty much like officer like beat the shit out of me. Like we had we had a talk. I was drunk. I probably but, I probably said some fly shit. Yeah, I yeah. don't I remember from my perspective, we talked. He you made sh- me think everything was cool. You just get a little smart with okay. him and that's yeah, it. and then I just went off. He actually came like behind on that's some behind shit cool. on his bike. No. It was, it was real. On his bike. On his bike, like in this video of him like <sighs> doing some crazy shit, like trying to catch me. But I whatever. I ran away, he got me. Bop bop, like huge eyes, spent like eight hours in uh, eight hours in jail. Fucking was in um in the hospital, handcuffed to a bed. Fuck. Like so that just changed my whole shit up. Wait. Ian, <laughs> you yeah. can't you, wait, you said some fly shit. What'd you say to this dude? Um, what did he say? He said like that I said like fuck you cop, you can't catch me. 
But like, I wouldn't say that shit. Like, like I'm a, like, I got put over by the cops like at least not at least thirteen times. So I've counted this shit. Okay. Like, I'm not saying that shit no matter how drunk I said. No, absolutely, like, man. You know, like from still. from what I remember saying, nah, I was drunk. Yeah. I was, yo, we cool cop, and I did call him a cop. Yeah. I like, guess yeah. it's not cool. But, an officer. I was like, yo, we cool cop. Yeah. Like, come on, I'm peeing. I was yeah. pissing in the bush. I didn't say that. I was peeing in the bush. So I'm like, we cool cop. Yeah. That's what I remember saying. He said, I was like, fuck you, cop, come and get me. Like, why would I yo, tell that, a cop to come and get yeah. me? Especially. <laughs> If you're twisted too, yeah, it's like, like on, you're not I don't want you to come and get me. I want you to do <laughs> yeah. far away yo, from me. You come, you go sit <laughs> over there. No, yeah. no, here's this. That's what's interesting. Is my my bro too? Um, in college, said a little smart shit to a cop, and the dude. You know, he started getting physical with him, and right. I, and so was this a university police officer? Yes, it was Temple Police. Temple Police. I think there's something about that where you aren't quite a police officer and I'm not sure right. if it, 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 like, you feel ah! the, like you're ready I feel like there's something about sometimes that that environment anyways where you're dealing with you're a little bit of a power trip you know what I'm saying and He's then tripping. you trip and if you aren't a real you know I don't want to say real cop right. but you know what I'm saying like Philly please you're out, you're Doing this sort of like in between thing that you're right. like looking for somebody to start with you. You for know what sure. I mean? Was it a white dude? No, it was actually a big ass black dude. <laughs> really? Like six three. Oh, <laughs> like, fuck, the wrong dude to mess no. with. So yeah, you're not saying chase. You know, come get me the six three. That yeah, that's fucked up. And that he's trying to swing you on the bike. So that whole situation changes the game. Change and the, the whole fact life. That, that he's. At what point? Why is he swinging on you? Did you take nah, a crack at like his whole shit? No, nah, his whole shit was based on lies. He said I did, but like my friend's video camera, he was on top of me. Like I didn't move. Like he basically realized he fucked up, lied about it. Then he charged me with all these charges. Like I was like a, a charge felon for like two years. Like a felony. Really? Like, try to give me an F. Crazy. Like you try to lock me up, man. So he, he basically lied his whole shit out and like. He, like, they dropped the charge on me. We sued Temple. Four-year process. Lost that shit. You're so I just spent, kidding. Swear to God. It was crazy fucking process. Like, just experienced a lot. Learned a lot. But, Talking about life and Temple teaching you something, man, that's really something. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, they, they teaching shit. you something, They taught right? me a fuck time. They taught like, you how real life works. Infinite amount of knowledge. Yeah. On like a endless... That's, that's your real four-year degree, man. It's right shit. there. Yeah, so uh, pretty much, like, bang, that happened, and... What actually happened? Or my eight hours in jail was fucking crazy. So you're That's, you're still drunk as fuck in jail at that point. Oh right? no 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 no. So, oh, you're so sobered up. Got my ass beat. It took me to Temple Hospital because my eye, like my eye, was puffy and black as fuck. Yeah. So I woke up in Temple Hospital with a light in my face, oh handcuffed. My. It's like the movie. Fucking, it was a movie. Like yeah. my life was okay. <laughs> <laughs> a movie. Fucking handcuffed into my fucking bed, Damn. and then they transported me to my, to the, the jail. And I spent eight hours in jail. It was probably the crazy eight hours of my life. Like, Yo, that get, shit fucked Dude, me. describe that a little bit. What the oh, fuck? Oh, yeah, for sure. It was like, yeah. So, getting there, and of course, like, they, you know, take your belt out, take your shoelaces, take your pictures, do all your fo- fingerprints, whatever. So, some reason, I had my fucking alarm on for, like, whatever time, like, 10, 30, 11. Yeah. I get in there, and they say, turn your phone off, turn on your shit, put in what's it called? My phone was, like, shitty at the time. So, I turn my phone off, I turn it right back, it turns back on by itself. Oh, I put God. it in. Like, 10 minutes later, the fucking alarm goes off. So, I was like, but it's fucking sealed in this compartment, like, in the shit, in the jail. So, motherfucking other people in jail, what the fuck is that? Like, turn that shit off. And me, I'm like, how the fuck am I in jail? Like, I'm freaking out. Meanwhile, this alarm is going off and off and off. And I'm just thinking, I'm like, yo, my life's over. I'm this, I'm that. I'm just devastated, pretty much. Of course. So, I go to sleep, and, like, I wake up, and, like, 
I'll never forget this. I wake up and I know what time it was. Because I didn't have a fucking phone. Yeah. So, like, it could have been, like, 10 minutes. It could have been, like, five hours. Right. Could've and, like, there's no time in jail. Yeah. The time isn't real anyway. But in jail, it's like, yo, like, what the fuck? So, when I wake up, I really start putting the pieces together. Like, yo, like, that shit really happened. Like, And, like, I'll get into shit later. But I had some dope shit lined up. Mm. I was just thinking, like, yo, I won't be able to go to Jamaica. Oh. Like, I won't. Damn. Like, I was just, like, stressed out damn. in this motherfucking jail. And then two crazy things that happened was, so what happened first? At first, um, you ever, you ever watched Harry Potter? Of course. Okay, you know Peter Pettigrew? Yes. Yo, motherfucking Peter Pettigrew walks in my jail cell, bro. <laughs> Yo. Straight up. Like, looking like the rat ball. <laughs> all of it. My man, With the big old front, so, front teeth yeah, the front whole teeth night. Up, yeah. Big ass nose. Like, super like, and he's like, asking me all these questions. Sketchy he's, like, he's like, he's just like, he's like nervous and like shaky. Yeah. He's like, oh, uh, pretty much, he got caught shoplifting and he had weed on him. So he's asking me, he's like, how you think, how long you think you're gonna be in? I mean, he could be in here. Like, what do you, what do you think that happened? What is it? He's asking me all his questions, and I'm just like, bro, I don't know, dog. Yeah, like, I don't fucking know. And like, he like, he was in there for like two hours. He pissed like eight times, and like toilets, right? So he's just pissing in my face, pretty much. Like, not in my face, but like yeah, yeah. three feet away from me, right. whatever. And they just ask me all these questions. I'm like, I don't know. I'm like, I'm kind of black. I don't know how this shit works, bro. Like, <laughs> stop fucking so talking funny. to me. Yeah. So meanwhile, he's bitching. Fucking some crazy ass chick on the other side of jail. Are you in the snapping. holding cell? Which is a holding bunch of cell. Folks. Yeah, oh, bunch fuck. of cell. I'm in the holding cell. But you can't see none of them. Yeah. I just me and Peter Pettigrew are in the same like cell. It's like we're together. Yeah. But there's a bunch of other people you can hear. Talking. Oh, gotcha. Crazy chick. It's like it's like I prostitute to pay my money for college. She's snapping. Damn. Two balls are like fucking egging her on. She's snapping over there and right behind me. I hear this boy who sounds just like Method Man <laughs> telling me this crazy fucking story. Not me. Wait, telling the person in his cell this crazy story. But I can't really hear it all because fucking the chick <laughs> over there is snapping. He's like, hey, dog, like we turned the corner. Oh and it was this. So like shot three times and then dipped <laughs> off. And I'm like, what the fuck? And like, it's just so what much going shit on. show, man. And your and own then, like, thoughts are going Yeah, exactly. Crazy. It was fucking crazy. And then like, um, yeah, then like my mom comes and gets me. And like she Shout takes me to the moms. crib. Shout out my mom's been there the whole way through all the crazy shit. So it comes and gets me, and then gets Wawa sandwich. Go back to the That's crib. To do it. The homies are there ready with a fat ass blunt. <laughs> smoke the blunt, and then like pretty much I couldn't eat the hoagie. Like all I had was a fucking bread with some cheese on it. I hadn't eaten 24 hours. I couldn't eat. I was just so fucked up. So nervous and just all the everything. The energy, yeah, the just, adrenaline, just, just the whole everything. Thing. Couldn't eat. So then I had like. For the next, like, two, three months, like, I'd take, like, six bites and be full. Like, I had, like, a very oh. minuscule eating disorder. It was weird. Like, Damn. I couldn't, like, I just wasn't hungry. From, from nerves? From, or from the experience? Fuck knows. Like, I, I can't call what it was from. Yeah, but you just... I was just fucked up. Damn. I was just fucked up. So... I lost, like, 12, 15 pounds. And I was already a small dude. Damn. I was, I was drunk. Does you... So, mom bails out. Does she rip into you? Does she no, believe you? No, she rips into she, fucking police. That's, a go, good, that's mom, she, dude. Yo, she does, yo, no, yeah. She hold it down 100%. For you. She was right. We got to do this, that's that, what's up. this, and that. Now, all that shit was crazy. But what really fucked me up is these opportunities I had lined for myself. Jamaica. So, I had a service emergent trip. They said, like, 500 people write essays. They picked 12. Pick me. I was fucking going to Jamaica to teach kids about recycling, ah. like trash incineration type shit. Every Friday from January to May, we had a meeting. The whole group was going to go. It, like, I was going to go in like two or three days from it oh happening. I got that snatched from me. And then I had, um, I had an internship lined up 
I was gonna be working with handicapped and mentally challenged people at like a recreation center in West Philly, like a camp. So I was gonna be helping run a handicapped camp and like got that snatched from me because of that felony. And then I fucking was gonna study abroad in Rome the next semester oh from motherfucking like whatever, September to December, got that snatched from me. So I just got all this God. hot shit snatched from me like so fast. Yo, it was gonna be a dickhead. popping couple months, man. It was gonna man. be life changing. Like it was like a, obviously a thousand percent. It would have been crazy. So I got that all pulled from me, and I just like went into a crazy depression, like suicide, suicidal type shit. Yo, so you're not eating, and then not it's eating. this crazy. So, yeah, that's a quick, sl- you know, you catch it. Because all that snatch from you ASAP, so quick, right. all, so quick, that shit will fuck with you, man. And crazy. then and then it's hard, too, because you're having a, probably a hard time remembering the night. And you're right, like, right. Yeah, what really drunk, happened? Yeah, and you're like, did this guy really just fuck me over? Did I really do it? You know yeah, what I'm exactly, saying? Like, exactly. You're second-guessing yourself. Right, 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 right. So right. what ended up, how long was that phase? And who ended up pulling, pulling you out? <sighs> um, huh. All right, so I got fucked up in 2012, May. I feel like I was, like, pretty much, like, it was on and off. I was pretty much depressed for, like, a year and, like, Three months, it, like it had been slow. It was like a slow burning depression because like I didn't have shit to do. It was yeah. summertime, yeah. and I had this. I had this internship. I was uh, umpiring baseball games. Like every once in a while, so I'd ump a game, and I had nothing. Like I had nothing to do. Whereas I was gonna be working this job. Yeah. And shit. So I was just sitting around, like getting high as shit, abusing weed, abusing alcohol, just getting fucked up by myself. Damn, like, that's just, rough. Just, yeah, it was that's bad. And then um, pretty much it was a year and a half. And what really started started the process, and I would say start the process, yeah. was in August 2013 when God asked me to be her manager. <laughs> and then I was like, oh, shit, I'm a manager. No, I got, I got some shit. Like, yeah, oh, I got to set my up. shit up. You know yeah. what I'm saying? And even then, during that period, I was depressed as fuck. I was trying to still, like, throw parties and do shit, go right. out. Wasn't really doing. Like, I was, like, on and off. Yeah. But I, it was a crazy fucking year. Like, that year from the sh- when that happened... For exactly one year later was fucking wild. It's interesting because those are sometimes the years that you'll look back on and realize how how far you've come. Those yeah. are sometimes Same the years that the- exactly when you got to be like. Sometimes you you know you have the, everybody has those off days, but you'd be like, damn man, like that was low. You right, know, that was an off a, year a, <laughs> for a year. Like, yeah, like. I was like, it's getting crazy. Talk about it. like I was like definitely like pretty suicidal. Well, it was like how, was how close in. was it? Like, do you uh, think you were you were kind of on that edge where you're like? I mean, I was at the point where like I would be driving and like I was just like could see myself very vividly like jumping off the building in Center City, like I imagine it, and I was just thinking all the time, all I gotta do is turn my wheel from here to here, Fuck. and I could just crash into that car and it'd be over for me. Like it was like pretty much a lot of the time, except Damn. when I was high. Yeah. So what did I do? Fucking just get high, get high as shit, and like I did like. So I, I tell, I tell, I don't tell people. This is kind of crazy. I tell my, yeah. like I told like a couple of my closest friends. Yeah. I like half attempted suicide. I wasn't really about it. I took a bunch of sleeping pills. No. Took like a handful. Of Legos. Like I don't know how many. It's crazy. I could have took the whole bottle if I was really about it. You know what I mean, dude? Like it's crazy. that's so crazy that you're that that you were that close. you were. I was not a couple pills. I was not trying to live, and it's I still like very rarely deal with it these days but i was, I, yeah, I was like I, I slept good i had a look good at, like i can joke about it now because like because it's past like, it, yeah and it like i learned so much like being so low and just hating everything yes. not wanting to talk to anybody not you know i was just so fucked up like unimaginably fucked up dude that is crazy that you were that you were that close that, that even the half attempt you know because right. i remember um i took this uh this course 
on, it was on, that was like teen suicide or something. And it was on how so often, unfortunately, kids will take, they'll go the pill route and eat just enough that it like really fucks up their organ or something, mm. but doesn't do them in. Mm. And then they'll come out of it. And like get counseling, and then like be like, okay, I want to live, but their organs are so fucked up. They're, fucked they're, up. they're gonna, like, and then damn. they're gonna die. Exactly, which is crazy. So yeah, I just got a good nap. I, mean, yep. I might be uh, fucked up. I got some fucking shit, but I'm well, right. I'm th- thankful that that you did. <laughs> right, you know what I mean? You. That it wasn't the whole fucking thing. So yeah, I wasn't supposed to go. So that happens, and are are you seeing a therapist? Are you what? Um, yeah, you, I tried two therapists, but. It just wasn't for you. Nah, it was yeah. both two old white men. Like, dude, you got. They wasn't on my level. Man, I was doing a therapy for a bit too, and I could never get the right. But like, you can just tell sometimes when it feels manufactured. Right. When you're, I was like, I genuinely feel like if I had someone that cared about me, I'd love to go to therapy. Right. Every time I feel like it's like they're just kind of going through the motions, and my I'm like, first therapist yeah. was like 180 years old. <laughs> He's like, so Ian, please, Mr. Weiner, I'm like, please. I'm about crazy shit. Like, oh, you do it, doctor, that? whatever. Oh, damn, man. And I'm like, nigga, everything you believe is wrong. Like, we're being lied to. Like, it's time exactly, real. Uh, yeah. Exactly. I became a huge conspiracy theorist. Yo. Like, I still am, but. No, that's crazy. So, for that year, are you are you living are you living in the party house? Are you working? Um, are you going to class? Nah, what are you doing? We, all right. So, I had the, like, it happened in May. had the party house. We had to move in, like, July. So, I had it for that summer. I was whatever. And then I moved back home. You live with my mom. Yeah, I moved back to the crib, and I was like, pretty much. So this this was the the time frame. Pretty much came back and was like, yo, like I can't let this shit fuck me up. Yeah, I gotta catch my regain myself. Right. Like I was trying to pull myself up by my bootstraps. Absolutely, as they say. So I was going to school, and I was actually going harder than before. So they didn't kick you out. They just took no, no, all no, your no, cool no, shit, no. but, yeah, they but let you out. They, they, I didn't get kicked out of school. They fucking, um, they tried to. I was being charged. With all these charges, like, like, he, I was trying. They were trying to put me in jail. Not really. Yeah, yeah. But he was just trying to like take They're the blame from him yeah. to put it on absolutely me. Whatever. So I was still in school, taking classes. I was like going hard. Whatever. And this is senior year. You uh, senior. Yeah, it would have been. Yeah, would have yeah, been. Yeah, yeah, been. Yeah. Yeah. My fourth year in college. I'm I'm doing it. Like I'm like I'm actually like I remember like I had an essay due in like two weeks. I start that shit immediately. Like getting shit done early, and then fucking conspiracy theories hit the shit out of me. Like, pretty much, like, my homie, uh, Brandon, he, like, one day, he hit me up. He's like, yo, like, you trying to come smoke? I'm like, it was actually Hurricane Sandy. We had a day off, 2012. It was, so we, we had, didn't have, like, that Monday or whatever. Yeah. So I'm like, no, nah, I'm actually going to work on this essay, whatever. So I go to start writing this essay in, like, 10 minutes. I'm like, I don't want to fucking write this essay. Yeah, day off school. I'm going to get high shit. I'm like, what the fuck? <laughs> fuck this shit. So go, like, we're smoking. He starts telling me, like, about this some shit in the B room. Like, like, like an alien, all, like, all, ulterior fucking, um, like, human history type shit. And I'm just like, get the fuck out of here. Like, yeah. what are you talking about? He's like, yo, Absol know about this shit. <laughs> yo, Absol's about that. Absol knows about that shit. Yeah, right, yeah. and like, I was, I, I just started listening to Absol a few months ago. Wow. Like, whatever. He's like, yo, Ab-. I'm like, what do you mean, Absol? So he put me on this Absol song called Nibiru, right? Uh. I listened to it. I'm like, yo, what the fuck is this man talking about? I go home and he used all these crazy terms that I'd never heard. Yeah. So I pretty much just started Googling, like going like genius, yeah, line yeah. for a real rap genius. Back yeah, back then, old school. <laughs> line for line. And every time I came with some shit, I know the fuck, I Google it. And then there's just so much crazy knowledge. And like I'd watch like a documentary, read some shit, and there'd be like 80 terms that I didn't know what the fuck they were talking about. So I just Google. So I started like on this crazy like 80 tab shit. And pretty much like 
instead of finishing school, <laughs> I just started fucking learning about all this shit and how just like I, I still went, believe like most down of the like, rabbit hole. I you was just, I went uh, deep down the rabbit hole. So I actually um like I pretty much stopped with class like and I was depressed at the same time. So I yeah. pretty much failed out, got F's, whatever. Really? And I was like, damn. Fuck that up. <laughs> Didn't do what I was supposed to. So then I tried to do it again. Next semester. Spring semester. So this would now, have been your last semester. Yeah, it should have been my last semester, but yeah. it wasn't because I had Fs. Right, and right. Like, so and I had uh, a girl, Laura. She was very supportive. Helped me out. I then you. I started going a little crazy. Yeah. Like, the crazier I went, the more she's like, there's a lot to deal with. Yeah, blah, dude. Blah, 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 whatever. So it was going, like, going downhill. It was still all love. Right before finals of the spring semester, that should have been my senior year, she broke up with me. And I was like, I was like hanging on to a third at this point, like whatever. So I didn't go to any of my finals. Oh, how, so how, how, how into it were you with her? Was it were with you her? Deep? Yeah, were yeah, you guys, yeah, you guys that was, yeah, yeah. We actually met um, the end of my freshman year, and we we're on and off for like three years. Oh man, for sure. That like, like I was saying about the college and breakups, especially in that yeah, stage. Yeah, was my baby. Bro, that shit will fuck you up for real. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? So if you're already like, I get like she we can laugh about it now, but like yeah. when that happens and you're in the moment too, it's right. like. It was a rap. All-time low, bro. It was a rough everything. Like, all this shit happened. I'm like, I don't got no future. Oh. Girl broke up with me. So, pretty much, I didn't go to any of my finals. Like, I got all Fs when I could have got, like, Cs and Bs if I would have, took like, studied and took yeah. my finals. And then all of my friends are graduating college. And I'm just like, fucked Damn. up. Everything, everything. Girl No girl. Fucking just the lowest. And that's when I, like, that's ultimately what, attempted. Bro, yeah. I tell you, honestly, nothing, nothing gets you low sometimes like that like and when you feel like connection, yeah, with that connection and, and the, the breakup shit man like yeah. lowest of lows i swear right god damn so that is a hard summer yeah yeah so that's a hard fucking yeah summer. i was fucking low i know what's going on and then praise god god knew it was like be my manager bro wow so at this point it's it's bad news your homies are have, they've dipped because they graduated um yes and no like Unfortunately, with modern day life, there's a lot of people graduate and still working in coffee yeah, shops and shit. Right, right. It ain't too many. Like, you know <laughs> yeah, I mean? You're like, just like yeah, straight like, to lawyer. There's, yeah. there's, there's definitely a lot of people like in the world, which is beautiful. Like there's people all over the world, like my friends in Seoul. Yeah, uh, yeah. Went to Micronesia and lives in New Orleans now. Right. All this crazy shit. But like it wasn't like all my friends just were like pew. Yeah. Like you know what I'm saying? I still had the support, and then you like I don't know who my friends. Like, who's exactly. checking for me? Like who's really when, fucking with you? Know, because I was always the one, like, yo, the party's Friday. Uh-huh. I'm going to be at your crib at 7.30. Yeah. out. Yep. But then I drop off the map on this depression shit. And if, like, you know, who's hitting me up? Exactly. As a party knows. promoter and as the guy who's the plug like right. that, like you are, that becomes evident real quick. You right. know what I mean? Exactly, because, real quick. Because you then, you're always the guy for the good time. Exactly. You know, and then. When the good time exactly, stops. Exactly. When you're having a good time real. no more. Who's still like, What's yo, real? Ian, I got you. Exactly. And that's you know, when... It's it's so strange how after college, I've noticed especially too, like how quickly people just kind of drop off right. and you're kind of left with the, you're like, okay. The real ones. The real ones. <laughs> you're like, okay, I, you actually fuck with me. Like, right, exactly. For, for not just when we're having a good time. Exactly, you know? exactly. Um, and what I was also curious about was sort of that those years or what did you do? But I also want to get into... At what point did you decide to go abroad, and how you? What did you do in between? Um. Okay. So I decided yeah. to go abroad 2013 when I pretty much like 
Like all this shit, the, all this government shit is backwards. Yeah. Like we're just like living in disharmony with like a higher spirit. Right. So like you know, concrete and buildings, it's all like gonna lead towards fuck shit. Yeah. Because it's not natural. Right. Right. You know what I'm saying? So I was pretty much like, damn, fuck society. I want to get like, out of here. Fuck school. Fuck the way school <laughs> works. Fuck the way government Especially works. But I was getting deep they, in it. They've all been fucking you too. Exactly. You know what I mean? Like right. One, and you know, as a, as a Right. Minority, you know, I'm a person of color. Multiple ways. Exactly. They're fucking you there. And then from the temple of shit. Right, fucking, right, right, And so it's like all these different ways that you're kind of getting screwed yeah. over that you're like, okay, I'm seeing exactly. behind the curtain. So now. I'm pretty much learning about like how all the structures of our society are built to self-serve a few people while make it hard for everyone else. Yeah. Pretty much be against dead sleeves. Right. Yeah. Yeah. A thousand. Exactly. So you're so, looking, you're looking for a reason to get out of here. Yeah, yeah. I was like two, like it was three years. I was trying to get the fuck out. I didn't know how I was gonna do it, but like pretty much like my thing was was with the music, with uh, word. But with Ganu and then uh, happened with Ill Fated. Yeah. I'm like yo, we gotta fucking be on our shit. These motherfuckers are talented. When they do shows, people's eyes fucking light up and yeah. freak out. Like we gotta be on the road. Yeah, we gotta, yeah. We gotta do all shit. So I was like balls deep trying to like learn what the fucking manager does and do it the best of my fucking ability yeah. while still battling all these struggles. Like, you know what I'm saying? It was a continuous battle. So I pretty much like got the oop. Like, like, I, I, I like, mm. I still believe that like, you know, the energy, like pretty much I believe like, you know, the energy that you put out to the universe, like if it's meant to be, it will be returned in 100%. however way, right? So over three years, I knew I did all this research into all this crazy shit I'm not even trying to talk about. I knew I wanted to get out of America. Yeah. My friend, Rashid, shout out to Rashid, he's fucking killing it. He graduated college, and he knew he wanted to be a lawyer, hmm. but he didn't know, like, or excuse me, that's a process. Right. You know, it's a process. Yeah. So he had a year of like, before when I do all this, da-da-da, blah-blah-blah, what am I going to do for this year, Right. So our other friend Jess, who's actually in Asia now, she was like, "Yo, you should like look into like maybe like teaching abroad or blah 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 blah." So within like two months, my man got a job teaching English in Bangkok. Wow! So he actually went out first. He went so out he's whatever. Blazing the path. Exactly. He was, but he blazed the path, and I was still like back here doing my thing. So out there, he's having like I'm we're fucking Facebook and chatting he's it up. Seeing the pictures. He's so funny. yeah, while he was out there, you know, he got the teaching job. He did all. He was a fucking model. He's still like he's like popping up on like usgov.com like, oh and like on the subway and shit. It's, it's hilarious. He's everywhere. Damn. But um, so he's he's hustling out there in Bangkok. He started working for this uh, basketball academy, like part time, just like teaching kids basketball. Right. He did it, and it's a super cool. It's a top flight basketball academy out in Asia. He pretty much like hit me up like, yo, bro. Like well, before that, um, as soon as he went out there, I'm like, yo. Like, I got to visit you. I'm yeah. fucking visiting you. So he went out, and I immediately started saving my money. Like, I stopped buying weed. I stopped buying alcohol. Oh, shit. You, like, you could turn off like that. Uh, nah. I didn't stop using weed <laughs> or using alcohol. Gotcha. I stopped buying. It's on the, it's on the language. And, and I, gotcha. I manage a band. You gotcha. So it wasn't <laughs> yeah. that hard. Like, yeah. you know what I'm saying? I'm in the club. Yeah. Like, I'm getting drink tickets from but, Right, right. I, could, I was still drinking yeah, and smoking. Yeah, you still doing your thing. Purchasing buying. it. That's a game changer, though. Right, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. No, Not it helped me. You know, the discipline. Yeah. So, yeah, so I saved money, and we bought the ticket in Christmas to go out to him for May. Sometime between then, he's like, yo, dude, like, so I, I accepted to University of Michigan Law School, top 10 law school. He's, he's there right now. 
Shout out Sheet. Killing Shout it. Out. Doing Sheed great things. Great He's on a path. He's on a fucking path. <laughs> but um, so he did that. He's like, yo, but before I go to Michigan, I want to like spend the summer in Philly. Right? So I'm going to come back, Bangkok, sit in summer, Philly, then go. Where? My job, fucking, there's like basketball camps in the summer. It's teaching kids basketball. And I've been playing basketball my whole life. I get buckets. I was working with kids previously, like uh, doing substitute and work after school. Like, yeah, it was a little after, whatever. So he's pretty much like, yo, I think you could get this job. My boss needs coaches. You'd be perfect. So he pretty much, like, straight up hooked me up, told his boss, told me. We emailed a little bit. I went out to Bangkok, visited him, had 10 days vacation with bets. Shit was flames. That must have been dope. It was crazy. <laughs> it was crazy, that, dog. I think we got some off-mic <laughs> stories yo, from there, still, like, yo. You can do part two about the whole <laughs> yo, travels. Yo, that, that should be, we should do part and two yo. about travels, man, because I bet you got some stories, homie. <laughs> I got stories, <laughs> yo, for I sure. bet you got some stories. Sure. Days out in Bangkok with bets, but, I feel like, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, yeah it, was, it, was like, it was like like four in Indonesia and six in Thailand or whatever. Man, so you're like, yeah. you're like, I can see myself out here. Yeah, I mean, it ain't mad, like, back. Basketball, like, I was like, yo, this is it. Yeah. Like, I got to do this shit. Like, I don't know what the fuck. Like, I got to do this shit. Yeah. This, like, this opportunity came from above. Especially you got the, the hookup from their home. Exactly. Like, that's the hookup. Yeah, so he already, like, knew people. Put you had in. a foundation. Like, and it was, it's crazy the way I got the job is, like, testament to Sheed and how thorough he is. So pretty much, like, you know, the time difference fucked up. So we bought a ticket. We're chilling, cooling. As time, we're like, yo, like, we thought we were getting in Saturday. Right, like flying on Saturday. Yeah, we're looking. We're like, yo, I think we get it Friday, bro. I think we got a whole fucking extra Friday in Bangkok. I didn't even peep. So like, we're like, yo, that's dope. Let's go. Get into Bangkok. It's Saturday as fuck. Like Saudi. <laughs> like, oh shit. Because because the time thing. Yeah, time yeah. thing. Up. What happened was we had an extra day on the back end. So we thought we were flying out Saturday or Sunday. We actually were flying out Monday morning. Right. Oh. So we got the extra day on the back end. Rashid's going away party for the company was Sunday night. So we got to go to the fucking going away party because of that extra fucking day that we didn't know we were getting, right? So I slide in, me, best she. Everyone's like, yo, she, congratulations, you're killing it. So I met my boss. Oh, dude, I met that's everyone cool. I ended up and fucking so he can, working he, with. He can make those, he can introduce you to people during oh, yeah, that exactly. party. Yeah, I met everybody. I met oh, everyone I en- ended up working with and becoming friends with that's or whatever. Dope. So yeah, I met fucking Joe and Tosh, all fucking them, whatever. It was, it was going down. Dave, whatever. So meeting them, like, yo, this is cool. And all, like, this is like an established fucking camp. Like, yeah. Top, the best fucking basketball uh, camp in Asia. Oh, My boss fucking shit. was a pro. He played with Kobe and Shaq. He oh, uh, played man. overseas for 15 years. Like, half of the people are uh, professional basketball players. So I'm walking in, like, seven-footers, like, 6'10 balls. Like, I'm just like, oh, shit. I hope, you, hope you can jump, niggas bro. are big. Right? Yeah, I mean, yeah. I can go. I was like, oh, like we hoops. Like, <laughs> yeah, okay, like, that's what's up. I was point guard. I was yeah. throwing oops. <laughs> it was so much fun. So much fun. Damn, but, so but, that's um, a legit camp. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That, it was really. Yeah, yeah, They got, yeah. It's, it's, it's the best basketball camp in Asia, like, quote, unquote. Yeah. But, um, yeah, so go to this party, and it's cool. Me and all these people having fun. Coach Kev, he's the fucking man. So pretty much, like, I talked to my boss, and after all the festivities, I go to him. I'm like, yo, like, like I would really, like, I'm interested in, like, coming here and working for the summer. I would like to, like, opportunity to talk to you, like, if we can do that. Yeah. And he's just like, oh, um, yeah, yeah, just um, come through my office sometime this week, and we'll, like, bust it up. I'm like... Thing about that is I'm flying out tomorrow, <laughs> down tomorrow morning. morning. Yeah, I'm like he just like like flustered look like he's like oh hmm, he's probably okay. been drinking or yeah, partying exactly. a little bit. Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. He's like hmm. he's like well you know what like 
I need coaches, and Rashid gave you his word, and I trust Rashid. So, man, you're hired. Come back whenever, like, as soon as you can, and we can just get it rocking. That's how it's done. I'm just like, what the <laughs> fuck? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, pull me up one right oh, now. No, exactly. Like, I walked yeah. outside. I was like, fuck, yeah. Like, sway. Ended up partying there, like, when I, once I lived there. Oh, like, damn. I was like, yeah. I was just like, That's lost crazy. my mind. So, hopefully, you didn't get so twisted that you missed your flight the next morning. Oh, no, 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 no. no I, just, oh, I had, like, a, a beer or two. Wait, wait, okay, okay, cool. No, no, no. Man, that's, that's how it's done. Just mm-hmm. in person. Boom, so chop it up on the spot. Never forget. And he's seven foot. His hand is like fucking like rat, like almost broke my shit. Like, I got a job. <laughs> <laughs> I hurt hand. my hand. Yeah, exactly. Like, right, right. <laughs> Dude, so, so at this point, things are starting to look up. Fuck yeah. I got a they, fucking job coaching basketball in Asia. Yeah, so like, we out here. Yeah. How do you, how do you, Depart? Are you managing the girl at the time? How do you kind of say? Okay. Oh well. No. 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 Okay. So me, me and Ganu, I stopped managing her a couple years ago. Oh. Okay. I was just with the band at this point. Okay. Gotcha. Just with the natives. Gotcha. So yeah, pretty much like I just told him straight up, like yo, like I'm told him before, and Betts was with me. My bass player was with me, so he knew what was going on. Yeah. So like I got the job, and like he was like cool. So he knew, like they knew him before. So it was pretty much you know I told him what was going on. Yeah. And I was like, but the thing was that. It was only gonna be summertime. Oh, that's all you hired at first. That's at first, all you hired. Yeah, so just a couple, like just a the summer right? camps. Just ah. worked in the summer camps. So I was gonna be like, I got there June twenty third. I was done at like the end of like August. beginning of August, and then I traveled a little bit. So it was gonna be it was like a week, like a month and a half. Coach, make a little bit of money. Moving board, they paying you too. Um, no, he did not pay me for the for Bangkok. Oh, okay, but okay. Uh, it's the Bangkok so cheap. I was paying like a hundred bucks a, a month, so I paid what? like one. 50 or some shit because it was like a month and a half. Oh, Too much. shit. Bangkok's okay, the cheapest so major city. Nothing. It, was, it was cake. It was nothing. Okay, yeah, cool. Yeah, I was chilling. You know, had one room, no air conditioning, like 97 degrees. Couldn't open the window because if I did like eight bugs with the scurry <laughs> Yo, it was big ass Bangkok. <laughs> Yo. <laughs> I couldn't sleep unless I took a shower. Like, it was that hot. So was, you're, you're, you know, you're dealing with it, but you're having fun I was loving your... it. Yeah. All this shit that I experienced, what the fuck? Man, and how old were the kids for the camp? Are they teens? Um, Are they little ones? So, yeah, it goes from four-year-olds to, like, 18-year-olds. Oh, all across damn. the board, whatever it gets. And, like, pretty much, so, the obviously, the more professional players and coaches, like Kev and Joe, they work with Old older kids. kids. Yeah. And me, my specialty was, like, so basically, I was a dude who liked basketball a lot. You know, I played it, so I have a knowledge for it. Right. But, like, I never, like. It's not like a pro basketball Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. So, like, my specialty was the young kids. So I had like five and seven year olds, like what pretty much their parents, like these are all well, very wealthy parents. Mm. Get them the fuck out the house, yeah. do something cool. <laughs> yeah. So I had these little like six year olds like trying to dribble and like shooting on these little courts. So I was having a blast. Oh man. Like, I was just fucking messing around, yeah. having so much fun. Like obviously like trying to like be business minded ish so that they people see that I'm yeah. doing a good job. Right. Like, I took my shit serious. But I'm pooping with kids. Yeah, little six year old kids trying to travel. Crossing them over and (laughs) shit. Because at that age, too, you're like, God. Oh my God. You know what I mean? I do like a reverse layup. And they're like, oh my God. They're like, yo, Coach Ian is lit. You know what I mean? For sure. And so was the language barrier a problem at all? Um, Not for the kids, not for the camp, because so it was like, like I said, the wealthy international schools. Gotcha. So they could all speak English good. They all had like. American names, like they had goofy, like they had funny names, funny names, they had funny names, but then they also had Thai or like Chinese names. Yeah, but it was like you know, it was people from all over, like it was like European business leaders whose 
division was in Asia and their kid was hooping there. Oh, so it was, so, like, it was so, white kids. It was, oh, it was white kids. It was all interesting. In my mind, it was just a bunch of little Asians. No, no, it was somebody. There was some oh. white, it, was, it was like probably like almost thirty percent white. Oh like shit. 25. That even 20? even even <laughs> up. <laughs> was my kids. Ten, there was one white dude <laughs> there. He was no, a good no, no, guy. No, there was three <laughs> black kids. Really? Three black kids. Oh, funniest black kids. So like, I'm like working for like a month, they right? They really loved you, man. I'm working. Um, no, nah, they didn't want to be there at all. Oh, really? Like, all right, pretty much like, no, no, like, I shouldn't even say that, whatever. But pretty much, <laughs> can you edit that shit out? Yeah, yeah, I'll edit that out. <laughs> so pretty much like, I'm working at this camp for like three weeks in a month. It's all Asians and white kids. Like, it's fun. I'm loving it. For the, the like, it's a new week. It's a Monday. I see three black brothers walk in. I'm like, oh, shit. I'm like, yo, I'm going to go to my coach. Like, yo, I bet you they get all buckets. <laughs> yeah, but these kids are up. nice. Yo, they were terrible. <laughs> <laughs> like, they never played before. Like, they just wanted to, like, like I want to watch cartoons. <laughs> yeah. like, they hate it. Like, they just, but, they was was but it was cool. It. Like, they're, they're, they're goofy young kids. But, um, yeah, that was that. Damn, dude. Yo, that's crazy. And so, so you're doing the basketball thing, and how do you finagle that into a longer stay? Do okay. you just – Crush it? Um, it's like, yo, we want to keep you? I mean, I did a good job yeah. with what I had to do. But no, it actually started the day that I got the job back when the story I just told. Yeah. So I was in the taxi going home. It was me, Rashid, my homie who became my homie, Matt, and so the dude, Joe. And Joe was talking about Hong Kong. Like, he says something to Hong Kong. What are you talking about? And it's like, oh, yeah, it looks like uh, my, my, the boss is trying to expand into Hong Kong. He said that. Uh. Like and I was like that's before I even moved back to live there and I remember like things so were like all right cool I was just listening to yeah. shit and then as I started working like I heard more about it whatever and I pretty much went to my boss was like yo like I heard that like you're starting one in Hong Kong he's like like look real intrigued like he's like oh yeah you heard it? he's yeah. like yeah he's like you try to move to Hong Kong and I'm like I mean I'd definitely be interested so pretty much we talked about it and um, September 21st I fucking moved to Hong Kong and that's when I was like for. I was Jimmy. out there, and he um, he was like he li- he liked, it. and the thing was like he couldn't really find anybody from Bangkok who wanted to move to Hong Kong because most of his coaches were is either like all stationed season- there, yeah, stationed yeah. there. Like he's a like, one dude was like um uh what the fuck a professional a trainer, oh, and coached basketball. So Another dude was a clients. coach, yeah, exactly, exactly. Like they all had foundations in Bangkok, and they had other shit. Like one dude was a pro on the team and then he coached when he had a chance uh, so they're like, all I don't want to go no, 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 no one to go to Hong Kong exactly so, but I was like I'm down for uh, yeah I got no ties like, man. Ex- no ties I was out here so does he pay you then for that yeah, yeah, yeah. that's when he, okay, that's when so, he paid so me so you guys nice. knew the contract and he we said we knew the contract and then said, that's when he paid like yeah um, so you're actually making money came back. yeah yeah now yeah it was, it was nice I made three stacks a month well take it away yeah right uh, it was actually but Hong Kong's expensive. It's oh, so you fuck. go from Bangkok from a hundred from the for cheapest a month. from the cheapest to like now I'm like eight hundred a month living in like a little like it was probably like almost this size but like living like six people like little rooms. Oh crazy. shit! I was in the United Nations out there. Damn! And so three stacks because to me three stacks I'm like. I'm like, dude, that's but it was good. good. I mean, it was bread. good. I was like, eating my Chinese food. Like, <laughs> I was still like I was still like grossing two thousand yeah. and two hundred a month, dude, and like that's living in Hong Kong. Crazy. Yeah, for sure. That- why? Why'd you come back? No, that's. Uh, well, that's well he, dope. He, flipped, he flipped the script on me real quick. Like I did three months in Hong Kong, and then he flipped the script. Like he realized, he was like, "Well, I'm, oh, I'm like, he just started. Like I'm definitely paying him too much. Yeah, yeah. Not many hours. I was working like an hour a day besides weekends. Like I was just, it was ridiculous. Oh. Like, getting paid great. So he kind of was like, "Well, like actually." Like some things happened in Bangkok, we moved some things. He asked me to move back to Bangkok in January. Oh, okay. so that's why I ended up, I ended up spending most of my time. I spent 
three months in Hong Kong and like eight months in Thailand, gotcha. Thailand overall. It's cool though to still then you have multiple experiences. Exactly. You know, oh, it, was, you, it happened exactly how it's supposed yeah, to. Yeah, like that. That is almost cool because you can you get to taste these different places, yeah, exactly. you know, different cultures, and that you know that's almost. I mean, there is something to be said for having your community settling down, being there right. place for a certain amount of time. But for what you were looking for, I think and trying to, you know, figure shit out, find yourself, and have those experiences. Flown. That's exactly, you know, <laughs> having three months on a couple in Bangkok, like, mm. that's dope. I was flowing with it. Yeah, you flowing, man. Yeah. Um, and so there's a couple things I want to get into, but just to, for, to finish up this story, um, what triggers the the move back to Philly? So how, how long were you there, and what triggered the, Um, the I was there for about 13 months in Asia, so wow. a year and a change. Pretty much, I moved back for one, my girl. Oh, that was pretty were you much. doing long distance all the time? Um, yes, mostly. Yeah, it's that's a whole other story as yeah, well. Yeah, that's a whole. Wait, guys, you know I got the you guys got the, <laughs> yeah. the curious eyes. I'm like, hold up. That's a whole other story. Okay, sure. so so you move back. You so romantic interest and my, yeah, maybe some more girl. And um, that was and then I feel like number two was the band. The band. Yeah. So. And, I was you know so I'm a romantic girl so I want to get into the ladies but we'll put that on pause for a second. Speaking of the band. I didn't even realize that you were doing the manager thing when you went over. How did you get put on to Alfaded Natives? You know, do, do you know? Oh, wait, wait, no, no, no. I, I wasn't managing them when I was there, when I was in Asia. But you knew them all, but you were before, I managed them man, right? like two years before. And how did that end up Okay, cool. So I know Ellis since I was four years old, pretty much. The guitar player, vocalist. Bet? Oh. Oh, oh. Dreads. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, oh, yeah. I knew him since I was four, and we, have a, we had a very interesting relationship because we've knew each other for so long, and throughout the whole time, like we'd like link up, we'd hang out like two times, and we wouldn't see each other for like six years. And then we see each other again, like I, like like I remember we we're in the same kindergarten class. Oh shit! That was homie in kindergarten, and then I ain't see a nigga whatever. Then we, like <laughs> in like fourth grade, I remember we hung out a little bit, and then I went <laughs> to a different school, and then we went to high school. I went over his house like three times, but we didn't really hang out that much in high school. Like we saw, what up? Oh, da da, we busted yeah, that, yeah. whatever. Little like a little Facebook chat here and there, and then so pre- me, me and O pretty much had this like you know we knew each other we yeah. were cool but we didn't really know each other and then while I, I got asked to manage, he was was like starting with his band, and so, it wasn't his band he was part of the band right and, but it wasn't it, it wasn't Ilfate Natives though it was a different band and the Nameless where Betts played the bass oh. and pretty much that was a five so, piece band so Owen Betts were in that other they were band in the again. other band and pretty much that band folded. Cause like the lead singer has some ego There's, issues, bro. That you know. well, that's a band. That's band life. Band period. life. Period. Yeah. I mean, O seems dope, and and I commend those guys because that is the story of bands. Is that right. the lead singer is gonna have some ego shit or somebody <laughs> some is, shit, yeah. and the whole thing falls apart. Yeah. It's like having a creative vision that's shared is so hard and so rare to be able to put your ego because especially as creatives we all have such a huge inflated ego right <laughs> I, I really respect those guys me too you know to be able to do it as a unit right you know and so it's very real and so that being folds oh it's like it just gets clicks yeah. with bets and he's like yo you want to start something well yeah well pretty much so it was, it was a five piece and that shit folded and three of the five were like yo we either start our own shit or this shit folds oh you so they oh, just oh I didn't realize they, they were yeah they are oh, I didn't mention yeah sticks was part of oh, the drama sticks. too I oh, fucked up yeah shit so they're like yo we can just do our the same like, dope shit because we don't need the fucking ego yeah exactly do we don't need the bullshit 
yo, so they started that's their own huge, shit. They, then they've already been playing together. They know each exactly. other's style. They know each other personally. Yeah. You have to audition fucking people for the band. You know what I'm saying? Right. It's like you no have to new, bring in some, yeah. no new friends. Nah, I, um, I shouldn't say that shit. <laughs> no, no, no. I got you. I got you. <laughs> Fuck um, with new friends. <laughs> yo, fucking new friends. Okay, so and what year do they do their Old Faded Natives thing? Is this 2014, uh, uh, 2015? I think it was like 2013, I think. Okay, yeah, so like the, so later half of 2013. They're doing it at this point. You only so know doing, Yeah, I know O. Whatever, and then like I like pretty much like I just fucked with him, so I went to a show or two. I'm like, oh, you niggas are nice. Yeah, I was managing my band, and like they like so we just kind of crossed paths here and there, and then like oh came to me and was like, yo, dog, like I got this song, and like we had I thought yeah we had like hung out a little bit. I met bats, I met them. Yeah, so yeah. So now we know each other. They start to yeah, get your vibe a yeah, little exactly. bit. Exactly. So we met each other a few times here and there, da da da. But still, like I like I saw them. I would go to O and I'm like, oh, what up, what up, Joe? What up, Bets? But I talked to O. Yeah, yeah. And then O had his Spanish horses. He's like, I got this song, and he asked if Ganu could sing it, and I managed her. So that's how that connected. Yeah. Happened. So they did the song. She did, there was like seven takes. She smashed that joint. Damn. And then I just was like, oh yeah, I talked to y'all, and like I'm off two later, like. They're like, yo, can y'all manage us? Like, we got, we need some help. <laughs> oh shit! And so at this point, you've been managing them uh, pretty much ever since, except for the year. For that I went. year off. Yeah. And was that something too that you just kind of picked up on the? You said, okay, oh, now that I'm yeah. this for a minute and just kind of figure it out, dealing figure with it out, bro. promoters and. I started with Google and then <laughs> I fucking started asking Google, a bro, lot of questions. Google University, man! I Google swear University. to God, <laughs> yeah. that's seriously where I went. I swear to God, I'm still learning every day. Yeah. Every day, some new shit. Like today, I had some new shit. I'm like, huh. Yeah, man, because you guys have come a long way too. They they've been popping up. Shout out Afita Natives. Um, I would love to even get some of those guys on here just to kind of figure out that whole band process. But fuck you. I remember going through. Um, maybe it was two years ago, a year ago. It was a little while. I remember going through. I was just googling like popping Philly artists or popping <laughs> bands in Philly. Let's and, go. And they popped up. Of course, they, they, they were featured in this. Um, it, it, was, it was like top 10 bands yeah, in Philly yeah, yeah. that are like up and coming right. and it's you know with three of them and it's cool <laughs> photos and I was like I was like Fuck, I, was I like, know Yo. them yeah dude <laughs> because I didn't know them as the band yet I was right. just you know, oh, right, kicking right, it with right, Big right. Bro right. you know going to music events because you know there's kind of that that's music funny. scene and just yeah. you know shouting up with them seeing them and being like I was like oh fuck that's right. those are the dudes that's them. you know what I'm saying that's <laughs> them and what's interesting about it too is that they have their sound and their style I can see now when you talk about how you, I understand more now your sort of your inspiration for like your creative vision that isn't just hip hop, isn't just R and B, it's right. not just rock because they have the they have such a kind of unique sound that's a blend of all these things. They're so different, you know. Yeah, every, I'm like, <laughs> oh, so, that's not amazing. you know because O came through. Shout out, big bro. Help, help, you know, worked with him on the video right. and chopping up with O, and then I was like, oh man, this is not. You know, just some, you know, some like Philly. Not what I ratchet. thought it exactly. was. Exactly. I was like, oh, damn, this is dope. And they fuck people's heads up. Mine included, See it every bro. day. It's wonderful. Mine included. Um, well, yo, I told you I'd, I'd keep this relatively short. So it's 730. So before mm. before I get you out of here, I got a couple things that I wanted to ask it. you. Um, these are just kind of fun questions. First thing that comes to your mind. Doesn't have to be anything crazy um, or related to the convo. But... Um, if you could have a, like a TED talk or be an expert on anything other than kind of your bread and butter, like oh, other shit. than 
your management, other than your sports, if you had to um, be an expert in something, what would it be? An expert. Like, is there some sort of like strange or undercover hobby or interest that that you have that you'd be like, yo, if I could be the best pesto maker in the world, that would be my jam or something. When you first, okay, okay, that's a hard question. When you first said like a TED talk. Yeah, TED talk. I'll probably have to like speak, and I'm not qualified yet. I got some sources. <laughs> okay. Speak on like oneness and like the idea of like our perception of time. Dope. And how like like we're not separate. Like we you you, you and I'm me. Yeah. But we're all a part of like the same like flowing energy. Yeah. yeah. We all come from the same source, and like there's a lot that like goes into that. It's hard to like realize and remember and to like kind of engage with life yeah that like everything is you like this wall is me so when you realize that every like you and everything are all connected like and mushrooms help me with that (laughs) (laughs) it's it's like like you just treat the world yeah you live differently yeah right and where we're headed like we're like well i've seen a spiritual transformation awakening yeah. right now like where we are on the earth aligned with the other fucking planets right right is that as a humanity like it's a, a lot going to and needed to change you know what i'm saying 100. so like yeah that that oneness aspect and like you know it'll go a lot of ways because like everything like the way we're taught is bullshit like you know what i'm saying the way our culture perverts things you know what I'm saying? yeah so yeah. i mean that that's the first what was the second part if, if you could be an expert oh that's expert like yeah i could be an expert in anything no, nah, I mean I'm chilling, bro. I'm just <laughs> like I, I probably like it, that could be it. Spiritual it knowledge, be, yeah. like trying to. I'm trying to be expert at enlightenment. Dude, that's dope. I, I didn't even realize that was that piece to you. That because yeah, that, I that was, that. That was quite so. That's heavy. where the, yeah. the conspiracy turned to like I, that. I think that's a cool way to channel that energy, rather hmm. than being a sort of. Um, often, sometimes with with homies that I have with conspiracy theories mm-hmm. it can sometimes turn dark really quickly oh i had and, and you know yeah you, you know what i mean like when you're in, especially in that depression where it gets it, it can get a negative perspective where everything feels like it's sort of like oh, working. Ex- exactly, exactly. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It's where this oneness perspective is more like we're all part of something that's sort yeah, of I, I feel like i'm not religious but very spiritual and that sort exactly. of like I'm not connectedness but i have no religion yeah, excuse me yeah i mean well, excuse me i fucked that up <laughs> i i have no religion how do i say that shit I'm not religious, but I ain't, um, doesn't matter. I fucked it up. <laughs> whatever, that, whatever that is. <laughs> I'm religious, but I don't have religious. <laughs> exactly, yeah. Like that. I, I feel you. Like, yeah. it, it is um, kind of in connect. I'm trying to do that more now. Is like, especially in this point in just dealing with um, things like when you have expectations or, or ways you think things should go. Yeah, or no just expectations. What it's like, yeah, or time even, like you said. Like, growing up and now just having a different perspective on things. So, that's, I'll take, yo, when you do that TED Talk on oneness, man, I want, <laughs> I want fucking tickets. I might, I might not. Um, another one is, what's some of the best advice you've ever been given? Oh, shit. And by who? Damn, I got like a million fucking things. So it doesn't um, even have to be number one, but just something that you're like, man, somebody put me on. My mom, a long time ago, told me 
When women talk about their experience, shut up and listen to them. <laughs> Yo, shut up, mom. Mom, mom raised you right, man. And That's dog, like, mom got it down. I'm in a better place because I'm thinking about that. Like, yeah. you know, like men be trying to control shit. Yes. And women, like even now, all this shit with like Harvey Weinstein's coming out, and so many Crazy. guys are like, no, 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 this is this and this and this. I'm like, Yo, nigga, what the fuck do you know? <laughs> yeah. About all these women talking about their Their experience. It's their experience, my nigga. Exactly. So shut the fuck up and listen and maybe learn something. It's their experience. (laughs) Oh, like these rich fucking men really like, it's crazy. Yes. Bro, yo, shout out moms one time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I I feel you. I'm in the same... I, my mom was dope and right. raised me. I have a hyphenated last name, and so from from the rep, mom was <laughs> like, like, "No, no, no, <laughs> y'all, y'all respect the motherfucking women, man. Like, keep yeah, yeah. me running shit on the yeah, low, yeah, yeah. you know." And For so sure. it's interesting how how the older I get, the more I'm realizing I'm like, "Man, just keep fucking this shit up, man." Yeah, sure. <laughs> I'm like, I'm like, damn, I'm I'm wrong, born the wrong way, but it's no, uh, I mean, it's the purpose behind all the shit. But yeah, it's unfortunately there's a lot of pain, a lot and a lot of pain, man. For real, for real. Um. All right, um, you know, as a music guy, um, who's inspired by a lot of things, what's kind of been on your playlist in your ear recently? Shit that you know might be new, might be old, but something that you that has kind of been doesn't have to be like your best band of all time, but something that like recently you've kind of been on. Okay, well, it's actually funny. I'm actually in a really weird place musically right now because I went away to Bangkok for a year. I miss and basically like I try to like disconnect yeah you know what i'm saying from all like the social medias and the uh, shit hell, live like, your life like yeah that. exactly when i first got out there you know like when it's night here it's day there so i pull out my phone and no texts no notifications pull it out 15 minutes later and it's the same instagram post nobody's posting at 4 a.m in the morning right you know what i'm saying right. so i'm pulling out my phone and like, i don't know nobody out here nothing's popping yeah so i'm like why the fuck am i doing like, do i keep why checking why do i keep checking this shit there's automatic. nothing to check it's yeah. just automatic you just, on the subway, you just check. It's like, oh, uh, right. same fucking eight posts. <laughs> nothing's changed. Right. So I like was like, all right, I'm going to fucking, like, I got to chill. And then my computer died over there. And like, they were trying to get 600 for it. So I pretty much lost all my music. Like, really lost connection. And, like, you can only do so much with your phone. So, like, you know, like, I, I've, I've listened to fucking, what's it called, Damn. I've listened Yo. to Damn one time. Like, That's, all this. Because you just missed. You I just missed, missed it yeah. all. And, like. As soon as I got back, I was thrown into the fire with the band. Right. It's like, like we went back and we were like moving, and now it's like contracts. Yo, the lawyer to me yeah. talking. Yo, you gotta meet this person. Yo, bro, you gotta get the camera. Like it's all this shit, and I'm like, yo, I don't know, no, like what the fuck is that? Yeah. So I just got thrown in the fire. Meanwhile, like I was like having a long distance relationship. Now I'm in a real relationship where I have to really spend time and really be a good partner. That's a that's lot of energy and time. Yeah. Exactly. It's a lot more than that. Yeah. So I just got put into all this shit. I got to fucking figure out my life. Like <laughs> music, like when I have like the f- little free time I have, mostly like put the reading on this like spiritual shit. Yeah. But that being said, well, you know, King Cruel. Yeah. Fucks with King Cruel heavy. Uh, it was a while ago, but like I just got back on my King Cruel. My, actually, he just had a show here. I was sick. So I missed it, but Malcolm and O, they got backstage, they got connects, and they met and they chilled with him. Oh. My homie Malcolm like was kicking with him. He's the coolest fucking dude. And then you know Ibei? Yeah. Yeah, Ibei, those are my those are my girls. Nah, uh, I fuck with them. Oh, that's what's uh, up. Yeah, actually two years ago South by Southwest, me and Malcolm snuck backstage and we met up with them. <laughs> so like, they, man, yeah, so, y'all so, like, look at that backstage like, thing a lot. Yeah. yeah. I, I, oh yeah, it's another part of my like party life is like I didn't I didn't not say I didn't pay for shit, but I tried to sneak into everything first. <laughs> 
Like I've snuck into the most shit ever. Dude, that's a skill in itself because you got to be able to sweet talk either the bouncer or some girls or some folks in some manager, (laughs) some shit. You know what I mean? I got sweet talk (laughs) stories. You know, I can if I want, if I need to. Yo, do you turn that on? That's that Philly, that Philly chameleon swag. (laughs) Who do I need to talk to? I don't sweet talk much anymore, but I got it in me. Dude, business direct. Absolutely, dude, it's a huge skill. I need to get a part two of some of these stories. Yo, I got stories. Okay, That's, so those are two. King Crony Bay has been on my shit a lot for sure. You, you've got a much more eclectic taste than I pegged you for. Mm, you know yeah. what I'm saying? Like you into some, all types of shit. I'm out here. Um, all right, and then last two. Um, if you had to have anyone alive or dead play at your funeral, who would it be? Play music at my funeral. Yeah. Ilfade Natives. Hey, that's the, man, that's the manager swag <laughs> right there. So, yeah, Ilfade Natives, easy. Ilfade Natives, and then Little Strike. Easy. Okay, Little okay. Strike. That's my girl. Okay, she, that's what's up. Dope. She's dope. Uh, but besides them. Bes- <laughs> so, besides them, if it was you had a major lineup. Damn, dog. I'm, trying to, I'm not trying to go like super old school with it. I really wanted to fucking like nah dog fuck it. I need Lauren Hill to play miseducation. Be crazy. <laughs> There's nothing I can like nothing can beat that. Dude, everything is everything like, at the funeral. Yeah, exactly. Crazy. Oh, yeah. King down on the constellations. Bring Nas for the feature. That would be lit, man. <laughs> yeah, be, yo, I'm coming to that funeral. <laughs> I'm like, <laughs> yo. Yeah, I'm like, my joint to be a celebration. Dude, I feel I'm the same way, man. Like, I'm like, dude. I'm playing the tree on top yes. of me some shit. Yeah. I think about, I think about that all the time. Like, I said, there's just, another thing. One is this death shit. I've yeah. had this one time. Like, death is not what we think it is. I've learned. I've been close to it. Like, yes. Either, like, for sure. Yeah. Like, we think death is like, oh, my God, we lose our body. Like, no, it's just a new life and a new experience. Reincarnation is real, my G. Yeah. We can get into that later. I'm, I'm into like, that. I, and my, my pops is, is who, who's like, my, I got some dope hippie parents. Right. And it's never like... You better be good because you're going to heaven or right. you're going downhill. It's, it's more just like it's just a different kind of thinking about it. Right. And then last but not least, the same shit. Um, where you know what's what's coming up for you? What's on the horizon? And uh, you know what what's sort of the the, ne- the next step for y'all? Well, like oh yeah, so I'm rocking with the natives hard body. We got some cool shit. I actually just today was an interesting day because it got two different forms of content. Got a live, um, like they're playing one of their new songs at Johnny Brenda's. It's oh, a dope video. Tight. So that's going to come out soon. They got an interview. Well, that'll also come out soon. And then, um, this is just like the real recent shit. Yeah. Got, they got a show coming up at PubWeb. You should actually come November 14th. Okay, Little Strike and Ill Fated are playing. Like, so it's a family affair. Word. And that's really fucking cool. But yeah, so pretty much is, and I'll try we to got get, a whole plane of action. This out, I'll get this out before then. So anything, if you want, yeah, people, yeah, people yeah, to come, come stuff, Yeah, you know. come PubWeb. I mean, yeah. come fuck with the natives. Like, they fucking put on a show. They like, the energy they bring is like, whoa, like, Beth's put it. It's like, somebody came up to him after the show. It's like, yo, like. Or whatever. He's like, y'all, I quit my job. Like, I saw you guys play and I quit my job because these guys are having so much fun. Like, they put so much energy and love and they're so fucking talented. Yeah. They're getting so fucking good. They're like, we're definitely, we're to the point where we can, like, change, like, the fabric of the earth, like, easy. It's just about getting into the getting right the person and making the right moves. Yeah. So, yeah, so pretty much they're starting. We're getting with the writing process. Like, after this, we're about to go. They're about to write, get, on, get to the writing. Yeah. Writing, 
rehearsals, recordings, and then we got like a plane of action, and we got all t- types of moves and pieces flowing that, you know, we got to put this album out, or EP, whatever you want to call it, Dope. try and get to the South by Southwest again, tour down there, yeah. and then try to hit this festival season, hit the summer pretty hard, and, um, you know, they, like I said, they have the talent, they have the drive, we got it, and like, you know, they're out, they're out here in Philly, they got people listening and we got some big wigs who now know of the name yeah we got some things we gotta you know you show and prove a little some bit edges we gotta Absol- exactly, absolutely you know what i mean but yeah so i'm fucking rocking with the natives 100 percent um other than that i just actually am about to um so i didn't get my degree right i'm about to do online school which is gonna be crazy for me oh shit. so i'm about to so pretty much like i'm here for at least like a year or two like you know what i'm saying well yeah. i'm like rocking out i'm gonna do this this school bus driving shit. Yeah. We'll, we'll get this Dude, you managing. You know, man, like we're locals, but we they pay people pay us money. So I do. I'm, getting, you know I'm, I'm like, like, yo, you don't get featured for nothing. You know what I'm saying? Exactly. Like, like, I, I, like, I yeah, like people. Like, so like, like I'm I'm living comfortable. I'm out here and um, rock with the band. I'm you know I'm just like starting my relationship in the the in, flesh, in the flesh. with my girl, and she's also an artist. Thing. Little Strike, you gotta check her out. She's also incredibly talented, and she. Influences people in lovingly positive ways every time she performs. Word. So she's working and on so her. She's thing. the one that's op- that is. It, is she co-headlining with them? For she's the oh yeah, she's, she's opening. opening for them. Yeah, yo, that, that, that together, like, fits a family shot, affair, yeah, bro. They're, they're trying to okay. make that show be awesome. So Word. definitely, yeah, bring the homies. Like that's gonna be a show, and like Kingsley Abiche and I don't want to say his fucking name. Fuck, I can edit it. Whatever, out. Yeah, yeah. yeah, Kingsley Abiche. He's He's also performing. My, you know, you know him. My big bro put me on. Bet, bet, he's like bet. a singer, dancer. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yo, that dude but, is an artist. Like, and I think creative. I feel like a shitty person calling myself a creative when right. I know that there are guys that do that. Right. You know what I'm saying? I'm like, <laughs> I'm not really that creative. Hey, like, you are, those bro. dudes. That's the thing. That's what I learned. That yo, that dude is next level. I saw his album release. He was dancing. I was like, right. Oh, was crazy. So let's get into real quick being like being or not being a creative. Yeah. So the thing about me is I'm like. Like, pretty much my life, all my closest friends are, like, incredible musicians. Yeah. They just fucking fuck people up. My girl, my best friend makes beats and, like, makes music now. I always say, like, I have no musical talent. Like, I'm not creative. Like, I, I can, you probably know this, I can freestyle. Yes. Like, I got some bars. Yes. Especially when I'm a little high. Oh, yeah, a little I, something. I, I got, but also, I always say, like, oh, yeah, I'm not a musician. I'm not creative. Right. Blah, blah, blah. But we are all creative. Yeah. Like, you know what I'm saying? If you're just good in the kitchen, that's crazy. Exactly. You know it's all. Slice that salmon up, whatever. That's yeah, just sweet talking. Good. Yeah. Like, you know what I'm saying? It's all an it's art. All, it's all an art. It's all like different ways. And like we, it's packaged. It's like tries to be so neatly packaged yeah. so people can control it now of what art is. Right. But really like, you know, like a motherfucker, I could like have a crazy mohawk and doing some crazy shit. Like, yeah, right. Art, like hair, hairdressers can be artists. It's, it's all creative forces that what keeps us motivated to like being one with everything or whatever. Dude, absolutely. What, and this is, you know, yeah, something heavy too. No, that, that's exactly like, what I was going to say. That's what him, fucks me up. Is exactly because my creative is somewhat of an element into a someone's, if it's sort of similar to someone else's, right. that's when I've been working, and it takes work, but trying to be more conscious of being like, I have my own journey that's for me. Exactly. And it's and so I'm writing my own story that that you know regardless of everyone else. But it's really it. You have, I have to be conscious not to get jealous, not to get envious, not so to so hard. So yeah, you know, yeah. not to see others and be like, 
fuck, they're so good. Why? You know, that self-doubt exactly. that creeps in there. And, and it's part um, of the culture. But you got like a yeah. million lifetimes, a couple hundred thousand. Yeah, you know, yeah, you know what I'm saying? saying? Dude, I got to tell it. Yeah, exactly. Yo, that, that, when you can. That, that's a part of it, is, um, is realizing too that like, it's never too late, man. You know yeah. what I mean? That like, you, you know, some like little pump, these little rappers get popping at 16. I'm like, fuck, why didn't you do that? And I'm like, dude, because I needed, I need to have this life experience. And sometimes yeah. that's maybe just me to self-soothe and feel better about it, but also to still have the faith, which in quotes, but like right. the belief, the self-belief to be like, to know, even if I'm substitute, even if I'm driving this fucking school bus, that like one day it, I'll be able to have the more of the success that I'm actually looking for. Right. And... The only way to lose is actually to give it up. Exactly. The only way that you really lose it is if you say, you know, if that doubt creeps an, up enough that you right. throw it out the window and, and go do some bullshit. you got to figure out what success is exactly. for you. You know what I'm saying? Everyone, everyone wants it. All these fans and all these people buying their shit. Or but likes like, or and likes, whatever. All that bullshit. Like, fuck all that. Like, I, I write. I like to write. But like I have really no desire to ever like share or write yeah. my shit. You know what I'm saying? I'm a creative whatever I'm going to say. I don't yeah. fuck with that term. Whatever. Like, yo, I don't like, you know what I'm saying? I actually I was in uh Bangkok, I was I met some friends that are extremely wealthy. Like millions. I bet there are dudes over there that are loaded. loaded. It's like so much money and the more money they had, the less happy they were. Like you know what I'm saying. More money, more problems. Well, yeah, that's how I say. Yo. So like, you know, I'm I'm trying to live amongst the earth and chill. What is success really? And that's that's for me as I realizing that too now is that for me it's not monetary. Obviously, I want enough money to have freedom. Right. That's that's, that's where the money comes in for me. Is as the freedom. It's like for <laughs> me it's not there's not some arbitrary money. It's like I needed 3 million. I'm 25 million. It's right. like I just need enough dough so I can wake up every day and work on shit I want to work on exactly. and not have to work for the fucking man. You know what I mean? And like be like oh, drag myself to you know what I'm saying? Exactly. I work on the train and like just to have that freedom or to be able to travel or be right. able to if, you know, my pops, you know, wants to go, you know, to the Eagles game or something, you know what I'm saying? I can't just take, you know, just box seats, the box seats, you see, feel me? So it's like that sort of shit where, like, that's the type of dough that I want. It's I'm enough just boat. to be able to live the life that I want to. Not And that doesn't need, seem, that isn't extravagant, but it's just, it's more for the, the to allow me to do shit that I want to do. Right, you know, right. to wake up and be excited about shit I'm right, working on. Exactly. Not having to drive a school bus. So, <laughs> yo, tell people where they can find you and then I'll, I'll let you go. Where uh, where, where, where you at? Me. Yeah. Uh, I'm around. Yeah, <laughs> I know. I'm on Earth sometimes. Yeah. Somebody's on the moon. What about social? Oh, social right, internet right. shit. Okay, so yeah, yeah. So my, uh, my Instagram is coach period Lewis. There's no at right yes yeah it's Coach Lewis dope. Coach, <laughs> Coach, Coach is that Instagram yeah yeah okay Coach oh, Lewis I didn't know this yeah I didn't know this and and if and, um, people looking for ill fated natives everything's just at oh, ill fated yeah. natives oh yeah at ill fated natives I got rep these guys at ill fated natives you on Facebook Spotify the whole Soundcloud. line it's all just you can look at it it's dope. fated with a T Fated. Not a D. Like, well, faded. Faded. <laughs> faded. Yo. Yeah, okay. They, yo. Some do get faded. <laughs> yo. Faded. You do what you gotta do, bro. Thank you, deuces. Hey, hey, thank you guys again for listening. For real, for real. It means a lot. If you could leave a rating and tell me what you think, what you liked, what you didn't, all that jazz. Uh, I appreciate uh, I appreciate the feedback. Alright. See you next week.